Peter, are you okay? I'm so proud of you, Peter. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Peter, how are you? I've been so worried about you. I've been a little sad, but I'm getting better. I do not know what you see in that trash of a boyfriend. Peter, I'm curious on what you've been working on up there for the last three months. Oh, it, it's nothing. You should learn something from a friend like this. Harry, how could you? I needed to be with someone while, you know. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. Are you going to step up or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Harry? This is Mr. Beck. Who could have used someone like you on my world? New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 See, I got a huge cock. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> <gasps> oh. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see like cool boy. Greetings, cool boy nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And welcome to a spidery installment of the Cool Boys podcast. Spidey. You know what they say. Bitch, please. You've been to space. I am Flash Thompson Felk. Or the Joe Manganiello version. Oh, really? The Italian version as opposed the hot, to the, the hot the, version, the Guatemalan version. Uh, really? I thought he was uh, from a different part of the world. I don't know where Flash Thompson is supposed to be from, but I do know the actor is Guatemalan. Is, yeah, it's from Guatemala or from Guatemala descent. My Guatemalanness. That's from the birdcage. <laughs> and I'm Brad Davis Ballard. I don't know who Brad Davis is. Brad Davis is the character that's following MJ the whole movie. Oh, is he a he's comic like, book character? Yeah, uh, I think so. And uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think he dated actually MJ in the comics before Peter does. And um, and in the film, he's half Chinese. So I'm half Chinese tonight. Oh, oh. that um was spicy as fuck, Felk. Oh, Say it again. Oh, nice. Say it again. Oh, awesome. Say it one more time for me. Oh, yeah. So cool. This episode, we'll be discussing Sony's universe of Marvel characters, our SUMC, or S-U-M-C, and the MCU. So we will forgo our Cool Boy updates. Yes. And get right into Spider-Man. Far from home. And all the fabulous boners it has given us. It's time for spoilers. Cool? Cool. So cool. Bitch, please, you've been to space. Sizzles. All right, so we, as always, we start off our cool boy spoiler cast uh, for, well, because all movies are connected to other movies now. 
that's how that's the world we live in. We but Felk, quick... last time we yeah. did a rating of all Spider-Man films yeah. up to Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. But this time we're going to do something different. Okay. Do you do you know what we're going to do this time? We're, it's well, I, I can read, so I do. But you can go and read it as though I don't have. <laughs> oh no! Go wait, no! Tell me, I want to. I don't we, read. Just you want to do me. a quick cool boy ranking of Spider-Man, the character, <gasps> in past MCU or Mku. Films. Oh, those Nkus. Yeah, who did we do that with? Was that Thor we did that with? Thor. Or, we did it with it, Thor. It was Thor. It was great, and it was so great. You guys wrote so many letters, Cool Boy Nation, about how we just rated Thor in movies that Thor was in. And we were blown away, too. Super successful segment. One of our most successful segments. So let's try it again. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, Felk, what is your Cool Boy rating of Spider-Man? In Captain America Civil War. I'm going to get four and a half. Pretty good use of Spider-Man. Four and a half out of five boys? Wow. How many? Yeah, I agree, actually. that's Yeah, I mean, it's a really good use of Spider-Man. And it was it was a, a, a like your toe dipping in the lake to see what temperature it was. It was not too much Spider-Man. He was like in and out within the second act. I think he's introduced in the second act, and he's gone by before the second act is over. And then he's in a, a little stinger at the end credit, and that was nice. That's correct. Okay, Spider-Man Homecoming. His whole movie. I'm going to give that one three and a half, boys. Really? Yeah. Uh, I That might be my favorite version of Spider-Man of ever, and I would have to say uh, that he's, he's five out of five boys for me in Spider-Man Homecoming. I love him. And I discussed this. We discussed this actually a lot in the Spider-Man Homecoming spoiler cast. Okay. But I really loved uh, not only Tom Holland's performance, but I really, really, really dig... Uh, really? The uh, homage to Spider-Man 33 when uh, uh, Tom Holland is like, you know, crushed by all the building falling on him after Vulture traps him. And that's fucking amazing. And that's still when I watch that to this day, having seen that movie, I don't know, a million times now, mm-hmm. it makes me like get emotional. Like watching that scene. I just get emotional. Five out of five. Okay. Now we're moving on to Avengers Infinity, <laughs> Infinity War. I'm going to give him uh, three and a half there. Oh, really? Oh, see, I, I think it's just like Civil War. I think it's the right amount of Spider-Man, uh, but this time he's a bi- he's a bigger character, so I'm going to go 4.5 out of 5 boys. Okay. This one barely even counts Avengers Endgame. I'm going to give I'm a two. I'm going to say two boys. He has barely like a, a handful of dialogue. He watches Tony die, and he gets, uh, you know, sassed by Captain Marvel. Hi, Peter. You got anything for me? That's not really how I deserve all of this. Oh, yeah. By the way, rewatching that scene, I understand finally what the plot was. Can I explain it for a second for Endgame? Because we're in Endgame for a moment. You didn't get the the I deserve all of this reference. It it still doesn't necessarily make sense. Did you get the I deserve all of this reference? No. Is that from her uh, her speech? No, it's from Megan Rapinoe. All right. Moving on. (laughs) No, no, no. Wait, let me say my thing. So, um. No, moving back to whatever you were talking about. Captain Marvel gets the glove and her whole purpose of the glove isn't to get the glove and snap and make the, the, the call of who to bring back or what to do or to destroy Thanos's army or whatnot. I wouldn't her, trust her with it. <laughs> her glove purpose, right? Her, when she gets that, the, uh, the nano gauntlet, I think is as it's now officially been called when she gets the nano gauntlet, Iron gauntlet's she's better. She's supposed to, or Stark gauntlet, I think is another one. But yeah, Iron, Iron gauntlet's gauntlet. good. Iron gauntlet's better. That's but it is officially Nano Gauntlet. It's not. It's not as good. It's definitely not as wrong. good of a name as the fans came out with. 
But um, uh, uh, she was supposed to fly it into the van and into the quantum realm and do all the things where she's supposed to take all the stones back to where they were supposed to, you know, be. How the fuck does she know the plan that uh, all the Avengers had to be able to drop off this stone? Like, or, or I don't remember what they, I, I thought they were trying to get her to get it out of uh, danger. At, at, no, uh, she was supposed to go into the van. So she's actually heading into the van. She's like less than maybe 25 yards from the van. And Thanos throws his fucking sword, his double blade sorted. And it goes into the van, exploding the van, exploding the quantum realm, the time travel thing. And explode. And, you know, and, and that's when he grabs her and they get the fight over the glove. And she like, you know, right, takes his head. But so Spider-Man. anyways, no, I'm just saying. That's what she, why she's supposed to have the glove. That's what she's supposed to be doing. She wasn't supposed to be making the snap. But it doesn't make sense that she would know what to do if she traveled through time. She would just be fucked. She'd just be like, uh, all right, and I don't have I just the have time a problem travel. with the way she said, hey, Peter, you got anything <laughs> for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. and, and the way she phrased pretty much every line she says in, in, in that movie. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm just going to because he doesn't do much. And frankly... Uh, Spider-Man should not need an assist from uh, Captain Marvel. I'm going to say three out of five boys. Uh, yeah, he really doesn't do much. Um, he is not just a, 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 a pawn that's used in the story, in the narration, in the end of the third act. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, when you watch the movie and you're just watching it for the visceral, you know, spectacle of Spider-Man and his giant battle, he has some cool scenes in the battle. Okay. All right, now. We get into our cool boy rating of Spider-Man. Far from home. So, Felk, what did you give it? I'm curious. I'm actually more curious about what you gave it because I think it's pretty obvious. My opinion of Spider-Man as a fan, I'm just kind of get a big boner. Did you have a boner? Well, we'll find out later if you had a boner for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I I, I can tell you right now my ratings of Spider-Man um uh um uh the films mm-hmm. spider-man one three out of five boys spider-man two three out of five boys spider-man three three out of five boys amazing spider-man four out of five boys amazing spider-man two two out of five boys and spider-man homecoming four out of five boys felk you gave spider-man four out of five boys you gave spider-man two five out of five boys you gave spider-man three two out of five boys you gave amazing spider-man three out of five boys you actually didn't mind it as much no amazing spider-man two you gave one out of five boys yeah you hated it and we both agree that's the worst in the series mm-hmm. and you gave homecoming four out of five boys mm-hmm. now felk what did you give spider-man far from home two 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 out of five boys two out of five boys now this is a pattern do you not like marvel right now or is it just like you know, you don't. You just didn't like the movie. I'm curious. Well, uh, we talked. You know, you you got, you got a lot of talking points down here. We're going to get to one talking point. Get to a, get to anything, however you want. This is not a list in order. This is just talking points. Starts with an E. I'll give you that little teaser. Uh, you'll probably figure out which one, which talking point that I'm referring to. That brought it down a full, full boy for me, a full star, in that it damaged uh, an important MCU character in a way that now I, I have a totally different outlook on them. And I also was pretty terrified of such a uh, concept and moral point of view coming from the massive corporations of Disney and Sony. Uh, and I'll, we'll, we'll find out what that does later. I would, as well, a movie, I think that sounds pretty obvious. If I've seen this spoiler cast, I think I know what you're talking about. As a movie, I would have probably just given it th- th- uh, three to three and a half. 
as but a because theater- of an end credit scene, you are like, no, nope. no, whole boy down. Not an end credit scene. Not an end credit scene. No. Oh, I, okay. You said E. Okay, so Easter egg. No. Elementals. Nope. Edith. Edith. Oh, Edith. Let's move forward. <laughs> well, 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 well. Let's move forward. Are, are you want me to get into it now? I mean, you. you, you I, I'm not going to go on. I have a whole fucking rant. So you. Let's. I'll toss toss the football to you. Wow. All right. Well, get, guess what, Cool Boy Nation? We have a rant coming up. So stay tuned and keep your dicks in your pants and get ready to blow your load in 25 minutes. <laughs> well, okay. So this, first of all, Spider-Man Far From Home, Felk, you gave it two out of five boys. Yep. Three out of five boys minus one particular aspect of the film. And granted, I do that all the time, too. All yep. the time. I gave uh, Black Panther, I think, originally four out of five boys just because of the CGI was shit. Now, I give Black Panther five out of five boys because I'm like, fuck the CGI. I don't care. That movie's fucking rocking. So, Spider-Man Far From Home, I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. It is not a five out of five boy movie. No. Okay? But I would say it's, like, fucking right there for me. It is a four out of five boy movie. It is just like Homecoming for me. I love, 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 love Far From Home. I was, I, I loved how it opened up the Marvel world more. I love that it was more daring with Marvel canon and Marvel comic book adaptations. I love that these Spider-Man films have been so, so like, like random and where they're grabbing shit from and pulling things into it and just trying to adapt it into these stories and, like the drones, I love the drones. I mean, immediately think, of course, Spider Slayers. Yeah. I, I mean, Mysterio was great the way they handled him. Uh, I, we can get all of this later, but I just, I really love this movie. I love Quentin Beck. I love what Jake Gyllenhaal did. Tom Holland still knocked it out of the park. And for me, even Zendaya, something I did not mind throughout the whole film last time, but at the end of the last film, Homecoming, when she's all like, my friends call me MJ. Yeah, that feels forced. It feels totally forced. I didn't there. mind Zendaya. She's earned it in this film. She totally earns the character of MJ and fine. She's not Mary Jane Watson. And she is a variation obvious of the character. I think Kevin Feige has said the same thing. He said, she's not Mary Jane Watson, but obviously she's MJ. Ha ha ha. So Mary Jane Watson can show up in this universe still. Maybe someday. Who knows? No, but this Zendaya variation on this version of Zendaya's MJ. I loved I fucking loved her. I thought it was great. Okay. So I loved the movie. I loved it. I loved how it opened up everything to the to the, the Marvel world to the you know to the uh, viewer. Um, and I liked how it set up, uh, not Phase Four necessarily, but how it did actually wrap Phase Three. It was an epilogue, and I did get that. And I remember being force fed that, like throughout all of the promotion. This is an epilogue to the Infinity Saga. It is. It you, very you much is. You have to see this. It you is. have to. If you don't know about this movie, you don't know what's going into Phase Four. Okay. It doesn't set up phase four really much, but um, it, it definitely was the end. But what's sad is like even right away, Felk in the Marvel Studios logo, you get Whitney Houston, right? A whole bodyguard thing. And meanwhile, the whole time I'm listening to that bodyguard thing, I'm thinking of of um, of that uh, that meme that Noli sent us of the dick slapping the girl's face right on the hit on the drums. When, and I, okay. you know, that fuck. Oh, God. So I was thinking about that watching this Marvel logo. And then we get to the in memorum and more in, mo- in memoriam. Your problems that way. And it's Iron Man. It's Black Widow. It's Captain America. It's Vision. It's Iron Man again. And that's the theme over and over again. This movie that was just so fucked up. 
was everyone in this world misses Iron Man. Everywhere you went, every country you went, there's like an Iron Man something there. It was like these giant Iron Man murals or Iron Man billboards. Oh, Iron Man's dead. Nobody gives a shit about Vision. Nobody gives a shit about Black Widow. Why are people thinking Captain America's dead? He just went back in time and never came back, quote unquote. It's just, it seems so odd that everyone had this huge boner for Iron Man that we've never really seen Except for Age of Ultron, where they show the Iron Man art that's been like X'd over, right? Like in the in the, in uh, in Sokovia, you see like Iron Man billboards, like kind of Banksy esque, that are like oh, not billboards, uh, graffiti, and it's just, like X'd over or whatever. And like that's the only time you really see major Iron Man. I think like you know, like uh, pop culture. I guess at the end of the Avengers, you see it in that montage after they win. But it just felt a little odd that no one else is referenced or cared for. I don't understand why Black Widow would be a celebrity anyway. She was a spy. I don't. Well, I, she was. A, she was like all over North. You know, all over North died. Wouldn't you see huge billboards no, and murals no. painted on the wall for all over North? I mean, that's kind of what she did, right? With Winter Soldier. I mean, that was at the end. She did the whole Senate hearing, had to admit to shit, and was like, "I don't give a fuck," and walked out of there. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So I have to. I, I'll, I'll use this uh, Whitney Houston thing. To explain the situation, uh, a good half boy might be added to this movie. Had, do I had I not associated with this movie as I, I don't think I'm going to go to a movie theater again, which might create problems for us doing spoiler cast movie moving forward. We might just be doing spoiler cast six months late when I finally see the movies now because or just do them in Netflix stuff. Yeah, well, there, there's Netflix things we could do spoiler cast for. For sure. Um, spoiler cast for I am mother. <laughs> Uh, but uh, which I'm planning on watching because it looks pretty good. Um, oh, but dude, are you kidding me? There's so much good shit coming out on Netflix. At least I'm interested for. I, I, yeah, I, but let's not get well, into Dark's I'm, coming back. Uh, coming uh, Netflix movies. Uh, <laughs> Namus isn't that a Netflix film coming out soon? Right. Illing. Oh, Illing, The Wolf Brigade. I can't wait for that fucking one either. That's gonna be super awesome. Okay. But Netflix uh, is doing The Kingdom. That's what it is from the guy who did Train to Busan. And oh fuck yeah, that's gonna be hardcore. My God. Okay. I'm trying to talk about the experience of seeing Spider-Man far from in home theater. in theaters. First yeah. off, theater was hot. It was a yes. hot, hot theater. I can fuck the hottest, hottest fucking men around. Because as we all know, uh, air conditioning is sexist. No, it's not. So that we, you're out of the game. Uh, air conditioning wait, is sexist. Wait, am I seriously out of the game? Air conditioning is sexist now? Google air conditioning is sexist. Why does it make girls nipples hard or does it make guys dick small? What, what, what part? It's a long, there's a lot. There's like three articles that, that have been trending about it. Don't uh, tell me it's another Gawker site. You've been no, it's not Gawker. It's not, this isn't, isn't Gawker. I forget what it is. I think it started Thrillist. I don't remember where it's Huffington anyway, Post. So the, no air conditioning in the theater, super hot. And there was a, a, a cadre of like teenagers sitting behind me. And they just giggle throughout the fucking whole movie. I think they had kind of like that, you know, oh my God, like, like, like Valley girl slash Mexican accent. Love them already. And, uh, I love these girls. It's sound amazing. And when the Whitney Houston theme started playing over the MCU logo yes. or the MCU yeah. Marvel logo, mm-hmm. they, they start going, oh my God, Titanic, Titanic. And I'm like, wait, really? It takes my brain, my brain almost breaks for about three seconds <laughs> when I go, 
This isn't fucking. Uh, wait, what's the name of the the Celine Dion song? Uh, my heart will go on. I'm like, is this? Wait, no, this isn't my heart go will go on. This is yeah. Uh, this is fucking Whitney Houston. I go, oh, the bodyguard. Yeah, and, and, but they just come. But that's the Titanic thing. The Titanic. <laughs> and they kept and the way they were pronouncing Titanic. Titanic. It's it just like it, it was. It was my. So I had an aneurysm. In the first well, of you don't minute like the of the scene, what? Of course you don't like the movie then. No, 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 no. I, that wore off. I completely couldn't hear a goddamn word when when they're explaining how the fucking blip and post blip, which we're calling it now, snap world. Um, no, works. no, no. The snap still exists. The blip is when they come back. The snap is when they went away. Mm. They're talking about how the 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 dynamic, the mechanics of it, and they're doing it. In a, it's a cute way the movie does it, having it done as a school announcement to deflate the seriousness of it. With you know, but he's still giving you information with how all the people who came back are being integrated into the world and how they didn't age and all that shit. But I can't hear. I can. I'm struggling to hear it because they are just giggling. They giggle throughout the entire fucking movie. The entire movie was just a theater of giggles, like shit that was barely funny was just giggles and i was just like i'm, I'm I, my home theater you know it, I, I i don't need this anymore wait how did they respond to the prologue that was like so non sequitur if you haven't watched like a single marvel film and even if you have it's still non sequitur with like mexico and nick fury and like maria hill showing up and then you had quentin beck being all like you don't want any part of this like what was that like they were silent during that but as soon as the fucking uh titanic song came on they they started you know giggling like fucking well schoolgirls the entire goddamn movie uh it, it, throughout it like even during action sequences they were giggling and it was just like it was so goddamn distracting that i was like well i can't you know i have to do that for the spoiler cast I gotta sit here. I gotta. I, sit I gotta sit through, through it, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to do. I don't want to do movie theaters anymore. So were they like giggling like mostly during like high school moments with Peter Parker? Early Every on? fucking line of dialogue was goddamn giggle worthy. From Peter and teenagers, or like from Nick Fury? Oh, obviously Nick Fury. If you Everything can. they 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 thought Martin Starr was the funniest goddamn thing in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, well Martin Starr, Starr is amazing. I love him. I love him as uh, Professor Harrington. He's fucking great. He's Mr. fine. He's, 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 a good, he's a good comic relief. And once again, he's back again from Homecoming and and from The Incredible Hulk. He plays that same character as, you know, as they, we've established in the Spider-Man Homecoming spoiler yes, cast. Yes. Check that out. And cool several other episodes, probably. Uh, it is. <sighs> Incredible Hulk really is like the black sheep. Of, of, it is of the, of the entire thing, but at least I mean they can't. They I, I Martin Starr's in it and uh, uh, William Hurt. William Hurt. Yeah, it's like they they kept the continuity with casting yeah. of other characters. I would be surprised <sighs> if they bring back the Abomination. Honestly, no, like, I would. I, mean, I would like, be very surprised be... if Tim Roth returned. Oh, Tim Roth won't won't come back in mocap for the Abomination, but I wouldn't be surprised if they CGI just bring back the you know the Abomination and just recast a new voice. I, I mean, they don't died. need Tim Roth to do the voice. What happened to him? That he died. No, All he right. didn't die. He's he's one of the few Phase One villains that actually lives and is probably in the raft or something like that. Okay. But I really liked that um uh the way they kind of you know like utilized like characters like Martin Starr, or JB Smoove even like he was uh, JB Smoove was literally from uh, an Audi commercial from Spider Man Homecoming. I know. And like he was Peter's driving instructor in that commercial. So he's yeah, obviously they're... a teacher at the school that's kind of pulling double duty or something. And somehow he makes it into this movie from a fucking commercial. Yeah, it like, was, that's very weird. They obviously just liked working with the, the actor. JB Smooth. Great. Yeah, Audi. I love uh, JB. 
I don't remember there was an Audi. Oh, yeah, there is an Audi because that's what they arrive in in Mexico. It's an Audi. Uh, the Audi relationship with the MCU is uh, amazing. No, uh, it's 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 OK. It, 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 it the product placement's fine. Uh, the R8 is a very cool car. And I like that uh, in Iron Man, too. Um, it, it still bothers me in Endgame. It will bother me. But I, I didn't even realize this is the second time I saw it that, uh, you know, they it's a electric concept car all electric supercar concept that tony pulls up to avengers uh headquarters in yeah Yeah. it's all electric right and it it has the most (laughs) 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 loud as loud as fuck engine sound because they wanted it to sound cool even As a kid, I always made the joke that there, that there'd be a keyboard in electric cars where you could like hit the key, you know, like for like vroom vroom, <laughs> like yeah. essentially. That's what he was doing, right? And, and, and while we're on it with Spider-Man and fucking car engine sounds, to this day it bothers me in Spider-Man where Flash Thompson pulls up to pick up MJ in that scene in the alley. He pulls up in a Plymouth Prowler, which had a fucking just a really un- famously underpowered inline four, and it's just a <laughs> this, it's like throaty, a v- this throaty V8 sound effect. <laughs> and it's like, that's not the fucking Plymouth Prowler. Plymouth Prowler is like, it's a pathetic little sound. That, that was the reason why that car failed, because it was a cool design otherwise. Yeah, I guess it was. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of it. You know, um, Homecoming even had a whole like Audi ad in it where they were like uh, showed like how to turn on an Audi and drive it and turn on the lights. There's that whole scene where like, you know, Peter's being told how to turn on the lights of an Audi by Ned over the phone. Yeah, but at least it has the villain driving a Jag, which is important that have other cars in there. As soon as you only have one car brand, then it really gets distracting. That's the problem with Justice League and everyone driving a Mercedes. Or or uh, or Matrix Reloaded. Everyone on that freeway is in like some type of Plymouth. Yep. yep. No. Uh, it, well, GM. It's they're all GM. GM yeah. GM. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With I mean, and I like that fucking the the Cadillac. I think it's the STS that uh, you know Morpheus and Trinity are driving. That mm. was because that that was in uh, two movies that year. It was a big push. What was the other one? What was the other I one? I don't know. What was it? Bad Boys Two. They steal it from Dan Marino. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, back to uh, <laughs> back to, to far from home. Uh, yeah, to get back to far from home, I would say Peter Parker is um, it was it was great again. It was awesome. Tom Holland nailed it again. Yeah. Um, I liked how we essentially saw every single suit in this film. They they figured out a way to bring every suit in this film. We started off with Iron Spider suit, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way. Felk, did you think that that was practical? I honestly don't fucking know. I'll tell you this. I'm though. sure it wasn't. Ironhead Studios yeah. was was in the credits, and they build practical shit. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose is that they bring, build these practical suits. They are able to actually bring, like, the real suit to life. Yeah. And I, I was watching that scene, and I thought that at least some of what Peter was wearing, the neck part looked CGI. But some of it, like his shoulders and like like the outfit itself, it looked really real. I thought it was practical. And even at times... Obviously, the the mask going on was digital, but once the mask was on, it almost seemed practical there too. Well, it, it, it can be both because like there's a practical uh, there's a pra- there's a practical uh, uh, Black Panther suit. Like he's wearing a practical suit that looks like Black Panther, but they just CGI over it. So the practical thing that he wears is just a reference, and it was probably the same thing. Where they have a, a suit that's you know a reference, like. Did you realize that in Endgame, or, or probably you've read since that you know the 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 white, uh, you know. Uh, oh, I realized in Endgame watching it, there's a shot where you they're see, all I think fake. 
Yeah, when you see Hawkeye's boot, I think once he lands in his um, his farm when they're doing the test, his boot walking through that scene. When you look at it, you can that for me was the and that's the first time you I, you kind of really see those suits. That to me was a really clear indicator. I was looking at that boot when his boot touches the ground. It looks great. I mean, it does look great, but there's there's a disconnect where it feels animated. They just animate all their all, all the suits. I think at this point they do, they do, and they've been doing it for a long time. And what's funny is we talked about this a long time ago about Green Lantern and how it looked like shit. And the reason why it looked like shit is because you shouldn't do leotards, CGI leotards, and essentially that's what they did with Spider Man and um, Civil War and Homecoming. But it didn't look good. But they did do it with uh, Black Panther and it looked better because it was black. You know, and it was easier to hide all the this problem. Wasn't that, that was CGI? The problem is that it was glowing and that it was over designed. I think it was CGI, but I think it was just done in 2011, and that's when the CGI was not ready for that. And obviously, Marvel's proven to some standard. They've proven also that it's not capable, even in the case of Iron Man. Civil War, you see his head. It looks like it's floating. I remember watching that theaters being like, yeah, it's bad comping for his head into the suit, even for Rhodey slightly a few times. But but it, it's definitely something that like I'm impressed now more so since infinity war what they're able to do yeah gi costume wise like i am actually blown away by it i miss i i miss michael keaton not having to do this because yeah. the suit is absolutely real and restrictive i i, I miss the uh, the tangibility uh, of that shit you know the dark knight fixed it though and that was ta- that was tangible it was a real suit yeah i'm i'm, I'm not criticizing the the awkward turn because he couldn't turn his neck i i I'm, I'm criticizing the lack of tangibility that you get right. when like fucking catwoman like fucking feels his little fucking pet rubber pecs and stuff mm-hmm. it's, just, it's, it's like oh i can touch that too but i can't touch chris evans in his white suit marvel's tangibility is in the abs felk okay that's where their tangibility is when they have the the abs. I need tangibility scene. all the time, not just not just in like two two to ten seconds worth of footage per ep, per movie. Well, folks, since we're there, where were the MCU abs in this movie? <sighs> uh, he takes his shirt off in front of MJ. Yep. to change clothes after they discover the hologram generator, and that she uh, is admitted to by Peter that he's uh, Spider Man. Yeah. And yeah. she she wants to fuck him. Well, she does, and she she did the thing that like everyone got mad at Captain Kirk for doing with Alice Eve's character. I forget her name, Carol Danvers, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it was Carol Danvers. Yeah, yeah, it was science. It's, yeah, it was, it was science officer Carol Danvers. Um, but uh, yeah, but then when she does it in this movie, like no one gives a shit. You know, it's like what? Oh, uh, why is she looking? Why is she looking at him? There's a double double standard there. Oh, really? Tell me about this double standard. It's a double standard when it comes to sexuality. God damn it. God damn it. Well, that was where the abs were in, in, in Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, so the, the, get back to suits. We had the Night Monkey suit, the a.k.a. the stealth suit. Mm-hmm. And I have one huge issue with this suit. I don't know how big your issue is with Edith Felk, mm-hmm. but I got one big issue with the stealth suit. Okay. Why the fuck would you give someone a stealth suit and then give them fingerless gloves? Why the fuck does he have fingerless gloves? They've never established that Peter needs to have fingerless gloves to be able to climb walls. That's why he's able to climb walls with shoes. It's some kind of weird thing where Spider-Man's power isn't actually being able to attach himself to walls. The power is more like he's able to defy gravity and control well, it to some extent. It's more like why they gave him a suit that looks exactly like he still looks like Spider-Man. I know. That's the other thing. He's like, somebody immediately sees him and goes, is that Spider-Man? It's like, well, yeah. what's the suit? <laughs> 
If he gets caught in the Stark spider suit, which he is AMA packs for him, right? And we, we it's the only time we see it other than I think the Mysterio sequence where he does the the psychedelic shit. Um yeah, it's like it doesn't make sense. He's like, I can't be seeing this red and blue suit. My friends would know because of Washington, D.C. and Homecoming. Yeah. So, yeah, here's a black suit with the same fucking eyes, and you'll be doing the same tricks. Yeah. No one will be able to put it together. Yeah, I thought the Night Monkey thing was stupid, although the gigglers behind me have found it hilarious. Uh, I didn't mind the Night Monkey thing. I thought it was funny. It was better than calling it It was called back suit. too many times. There was too many, like, Night Monkey over and over again. It was, too, it was like three too many jokes. It's like, okay, so by the way, these, this this movie more than Homecoming for me mm-hmm. really hit home that these Spider-Man films are teenager films. These are films for kids. They are really, I mean, sure, an adult can enjoy it, but these ones I are agree. Marvel's <laughs> children films. Yeah. Like, they really are. They're designed, their comedy is designed that way, and it's fine. It works. And that would have been fine in 1990 when, when teenagers were sane, but now it's, you know, they're awful. Teenagers are awful. Oh yeah, and then the other suit we got in Mysterio sequence was the Scarlet Spider suit, right? That's back finally the uh, the the hoodie, right, and the little blue arms and whatnot. Um, that was cool. So they pretty much brought every Spider-Man suit in the MCU into this movie, and we of course get the new Spidey suit to jump ahead way 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 ahead. Yeah. And I like that he designed his new suit. I actually like the black. It kind of reminds me of the old printing of the comics where it wasn't blue; they just printed it black. You know, for because they were just cheap and didn't give a shit. And I, I like that. And I liked how they brought Joni back, even though he was not used. I don't think he was used at all in the finale, right? He never used the drone on his chest. No, I don't know why you said Droney is back. How is he back? Well, he because he, they show him design Droney. He he designs Droney and puts Droney into his chest. Oh, okay. Use him in the finale battle. At I didn't all. notice that, I guess. But Droney is a character from Homecoming, and it is a reference to like we've talked about. It's not a character. It's a, it's, a, it's a device. It's a, like it's it's like a Roomba. yeah. But it's a reference to the fact that he eventually has an army of drones that he controls. On top of that, this whole movie, really, truly, the drones that Mysterio uses from Stark's Edith, is also really interesting. The fact that they have this character, like the the Spider Slayers, like I like that. Like those were kind of pseudo proto Spider Slayers in a way, weren't they? I guess. I don't know what the Spider Slayers are, so. Spider Slayers are the, are the robots, you know, that essentially come after, you know, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's, okay. the whole, it's the whole thing. Like, Kingpin is involved in, like, helping them be created. I, mean, I think he puts money towards it and whatnot. It's well, Alistair I guess they own Kingpin now, name. so uh, they didn't, but now they do. So is that something that they can, well, I guess they could go and do it for legit now, huh? They oh, no, wait, they already had Kingpin. They have, uh, yeah, they can't do Kingpin. No, and, and, and what's his face? Uh, has even said he's he willing wants to, to be in the movies. Yeah, yeah, he wants Vincent to be in the D'Onofrio. films. Would you, well, I think he should be. They shouldn't get rid of him. He's a great kingpin. He's fine. He's fine. I don't think they'll let anything Netflix make it into the movies. Yeah, that's true. And and honestly, like fuck, man. Ah, uh, you know who's a great kingpin? I think the best kingpin yet is um, Michael Clark Duncan. No, no, he was awesome. But it was it's it's uh. It's uh, Liev Schreiber from um, from Spider-Man Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse. He's such a fucking good kingpin. Really that's is. one of my flaws in that movie is that his design uh, takes me out of the movie. He's too Because he's, he's too big? He's too big. He's, yeah. t- he's way too big. No, it's too, it's too much. Well, I liked, I liked the Spidey suits, and I liked how they kind of – one of the things I thought was really evident, as we pointed out earlier, is the CGI for Spidey doesn't look so great in Civil War. And, and there's moments in Homecoming where he's on the rooftops of – queens and it doesn't look good it doesn't look like a human it looks like a cgi model running on rooftops i thought the cgi in this felt incredible and i really dug the suits and the way they looked on him and i they did not have that cgi sheen that unfinished quality that 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 they didn't they felt like they did that final pass on these and i really i i thought the cgi in this film was 
out of this fucking world. But Edith, that's out of this world, apparently pissed off Felk. I liked Edith. I thought Edith was funny. Even Dead, I'm the Hero. I thought that was fucking funny. Okay. And I like that Tony had, once again, a terrible device designed to help the world. Once again, going to destroy the world because of it. As we've pointed out, and I think Spider-Man Homecoming spoiler cast, we talk about how Tony is the real villain of the MCU. Loki is the real hero of the MCU. That the whole conspiracy. And once again, Tony has this major issue where he causes the villains of this film to be created because of him. Right. Both both of the main characters who have flashbacks are because of Tony. There's the Obadiah Stane guy, Ralph, Ralph, uh, Ralphie from uh, Christmas Story. Right. That guy, the, the little character, that little scientist. What? He's fucking. That's Ralphie. That's Peter B- Billingsley. Really? I did not know he, that. Yeah. He shaved his head and did the fucking whole fake bald head. Huh. But yeah, that's because it's like friends with John Favreau. So you have his character and it's like Obadiah Stane and Iron Man 1 getting all mad because Tony built the arc reactor super small. And Obadiah's going like, I'm going to fire you if you don't fucking fix this. And then you have Barf and Tony essentially being a bitch to Quentin uh, Beck by like changing his name of the fucking device he created, the hologram device con- uh, 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 that uh, uh, Quentin Beck created, changing the name to Barf in the middle of his fucking thing. He's just like Barf. It's, it's like, like he's like, what the fuck? You should call it Barf out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked how Tony is this accidental villain of, of this entire universe. I think it's pretty fucking funny. You think that's funny? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. That it's kind of like this character is like this. It's it's his it's his flaw. It's his biggest flaws. He sucks. He sucks. He tries hard and he sucks. I, I don't think that that was the intention of the movie at all. I, I, well, I, you thought it was the intention back in Homecoming. What? That Tony was the villain of the universe. That was your idea. Yeah, they didn't go that route that. though. They, they they went with the route that Tony was good. That Tony's you know okay. what? Here's an issue I have with the route they went with Tony too. The entire time they're promoting Endgame after Endgame came out, they're all like, "We killed Tony because uh, Tony was always destined to die, and he never was willing to lay it down on line like Captain America says in the first Avenger." And you're like, "Wait a second, no he he yells at Pepper to push the button that might kill him in Iron Man One, so he's willing to do it then." But I guess it doesn't count that he wanted to. He was willing to sacrifice himself in Iron Man One. Uh, he willing to sacrifice himself in I- Avengers One when he's willing to fly through a portal and die from a nuke and not know if he's going to come back from a portal. He's he Tony has countlessly throughout the stories been willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. And all of a sudden they push in Avengers Endgame like he never did it, but Steve was willing to do it because Steve does it in and and the first Avenger he actually quote unquote dies crashing his plane into the ice. It's like Tony still did it too. He just didn't take seventy years off. And I think that's a really weird cop out that they put into Endgame all of a sudden as a as a rationale for why Tony dies in that film. But I kind of enjoy it more thinking that, yeah, because he's just even though he's this brilliant man, he's kind of actually like an idiot. Like he has this he has these horse blinders on and he doesn't see shit sometimes that he's doing. Like what he intends is not how it's going to be used. Fucking the dude who made TNT thought it was going to be used for mining. He didn't expect it to be used in World War One. The dude who fucking split the atom didn't expect it to immediately be caused the death of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands in Japan over the course of two different days. People do these great things because they have horse blinders on. And what is what does Ian Malcolm say? The 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 scientists didn't know. Yes. Yes. The, the show the so preoccupied whether or not they could. They didn't think about whether or not they should. 
Exactly. And that's Tony. That is Tony in a nutshell. He's John Hammond. And I love that Tony is this character in the MCU. And the MCU is not the comics. And I love that too. I can handle multiple iterations of shit. That's how I got through the Batman fucking movies in the 90s. Because I was just like, whatever, who cares? They're not connected necessarily. I don't care. And and like and and like I like that that the Marvel comics have a different version of Tony than the MCU does. And MCU's Tony is fucked up and flawed. And we get that even after he's dead, we still see that. All right, without going, keeping a concise answer, I'll ask you this. I'll, I will. I'll keep when, it concise when, after my rant. When we found that Tony has the technology frivolously, no problem, the hero mm-hmm. of the MCU. They didn't, don't, don't throw that fucking, Tony's the villain of the MCU shit. Like, I thought, like, that legitimately might be a twist. They're not going that route. They They're are. never going that route. Just like Jar Jar is never going to be the villain of the Star Wars universe. But I still like that conspiracy theory or that film fan theory. They, they wouldn't even do the demon in the bottle right. I mean, they, they no, never, but they did it. They never got they never got the dark side of Tony Stark. And this movie does not intend to play out any of the new information or stuff about his his tech and what he was doing as dark. It's played for laughs. It's played for comedy. You don't have a problem with the fact that he apparently has the ability to surveil everyone and has it set up this is a this no, tony's technically a, a civilian although he is a major military contractor he stops making weapons in the first iron man movie well apparently he has fucking drone strike capabilities so i don't know the fucking i've stopped making weapons bullshit was oh about. he has definitely lots of satellites in orbit i mean they show in avengers age of ultron he has veronica in orbit yeah but veronica is a defensive against the hulk i'm talking about fucking drone strikes I'm talking about drone strikes, something that specifically became a thing when President Drone Strike started waging war through drone strikes targeted at individuals. Tony's a civilian. He's not appointed. No one voted for Tony Stark to have this power. He just took it. He has military contracts. He his tech may or may not be uh, part of the military. Those drones may or may not be part of the military. He has the ability to surveil anyone's phones. He has facial recognition technology. He's yeah. using that uh, to to he can just at any time he knows he can get, look at look at a person and go that person dies right now and within seconds that person will be dead on a whim. Oh shit! He just gives this away. You, he has Project Pegasus. Okay, please don't tell, tell well, me. The Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. He's worse than the Winter Soldier villain. Well, except he doesn't have a helicarriers. Well, he, you mentioned in Spider-Man Homecoming how Tony has the ability, obviously, just like the Dark Knight shows Batman has this ability that he goes against Lucy, uh, Lucius Fox with, and he has the ability to the surveillance phones. You, you mentioned this at Homecoming too, our spoiler cast, because you're talking about how the fuck did Tony figure out Peter Parker was Spider-Man yeah. or Spider-Boy yeah, or whatever. He, he had to he had to have been doing some kind of fucking IP researching of IP addresses and postings of YouTube videos. If Mark Zuckerberg had killed people, and we knew about that, and we also knew that the things that Facebook pretends it doesn't do. By the way, it just came out that fucking Facebook has uh, extra tech to uh even though a device fa- location even though fa- no no f- for face app or not face um um uh whatsapp uh for for whatsapp to be like even though whatsapp is supposed to be the competitor to iMessage and that it's also has in, in encryption 
they Facebook uses Facebook Messenger and other things to get around the end-to-end encryption and still see who's texting who and who's texting what and use that for targeting info. Now, all he's doing is selling it to advertisers, as far as we know, is pro- and probably also the government. But but um, Tony would be using that as well, and then also having this godlike ability to kill people on a whim because it wasn't like he just set that up once never used it and then spider-man accidentally almost uses it to kill brad right he has that tech in place now this is and all that is played for laughs and it's 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 jokey and it's totally cool that the audience is supposed to see that and go yeah of course tony would be able to read everyone's text messages and and surveil anybody at any time certainly he can he can turn people's phones on and watch them change and get naked he can right well i mean too he takes over like the monitors in the senate hearing remember that he takes over phones or monitors and shit like that he had the tech then too and now this is coming from the company Disney, mm-hmm. who I'm sure has access to, to Facebook data, I'm sure has access to Google data. I'm sure, oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll someday merge with Google and become uh, Goosney or something, or Disgoo. And and oh, I hope it's Disgoo. And, and and we'll not only have access to that, that all that you know user data and, and information, but like it'll, it'll track you. It'll know how you're feeling about a movie as you're watching it. It'll do everything it can to sell you, sell you product. Now imagine then that Disney takes on Disney Disgu takes on massive military contracts. Oh shit. That is targeting people on a regular basis. Get your tin foil caps on. It's not a tin foil cap. Your tin foil cap ain't gonna protect it can protect you if you're in fucking you're in Syria and you have a fucking drone strike with no with through a fucking executive order with no goddamn oversight. Felk, so we're clear just right now, Disney already has probably kill squads, probably drones already that can fucking have lethal, like, you know, attacks or, or, or stunning like those, like that all probably already exists, dude. Like I'm not bullshitting. Like I'm not even joking. Like I'm guarantee you Disney has hit squad like level type security for those really big de- deals, those big issues that would ever potentially occur on Disney property. And you combine that with the current political state in which, you know, we've, if you if you take that from its logical conclusion, you know, yeah. which was frankly the Obama administration using the IRS to target conservative uh, think tanks and individuals, Obama, uh, Obama, and individuals. All right, and, and yeah. then add that to corporations who have that same mindset, even further so, where where you know that they are are totally fine labeling entire ideas uh, wrong think problematic needs to be resolved maybe with just you know f- making sure the tar- targeted uh, harassment on social media until somebody gets fired or maybe that just we just skip the we just skip a few steps and in and start you know drone striking people uh who support the you know first or second amendment or the fourth and fifth amendment which apparently disney doesn't fucking think is a pro- and sony who has fucking you know all the tech that we're buying? They don't seem to think that it's it's it, it's a joke that that you can, you could just read and turn on and control other people's phones, yeah. delete photos off people's phones, maybe add photos on people's phones, maybe just kill them through a drone strike. Uh, it's all totally cool. That didn't yeah, that didn't do. strike you as a situation where I, I almost had a panic attack when when that started oh. happening. I was just like, what? Why? Why isn't everybody going? What the fuck, Disney? What the fuck, Sony? What the fuck? Other companies involved with making this movie, Marvel? No, I didn't. I never. No, I honestly, I never honestly thought any issue with that. I I just kind of thought, 
yeah, I mean, it really doesn't really make sense to give the, a child in high school a, uh, you know, a, a satellite no, that has no one should kill. Uh, fuck, fuck, that's the whole thing. Like, oh, uh, you know, he he's immature. He's not ready for it. That's the point of the movie. The point of the movie is Spider-Man going, like, I'm not ready for this. I'm going to give it to Mysterio because Mysterio seems good. And that's a bad decision, but maybe it was the right decision. Do you remember a little film from so many years ago in 2008 in which the hero crosses a line and, and creates something that's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful, uh, dangerous. This is no, no one man should have this kind of power, Lucius Fox says. So I'm talking about The Dark Knight, in which yeah. the, the major dilemma is Batman creates... He just uses uh, basically turning on the mic. You're right there. You're 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 phoning him. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking up something for the for what we're talking about. That's all. Okay. I'm just researching. I can't research on my computer. But it'll freeze the. It'll literally freeze you up. It's fine as long as you're not. As long as it's 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 relevant. It's, to this it's, it's relevant. It's relevant to Disney. Actually, I can as, tell you as, what it is right now. As opposed to the Dodger, as sure. opposed to the Dodger score or whatever the fuck someone else no, no, no. used to watch. It's literally <laughs> Disney related, and I have it. Well, as soon as you're finishing your sentence, I okay. wanted to say it. Well, Go ahead. Um, my my point is is that. The moral dilemma in 2008 was that Batman uses the, uh, a much less invasive tech where he's turning on everyone's microphone to create echolocation right. one time to, 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 to get one man because that one man is so dangerous that he's crossing that rules. And Lucius Fox tells him, you know, as long as you, you're using this shit, I ain't helping you. And, no, he says after this one time. Yeah. As if long as as long as it stays this, here, consider this my resignation. I won't, I, I won't be. In Batman says, you know, when you're done typing your name, which which is the 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 code, the kill that, code, that, the kill code that destroys it, and then it's not mentioned in the next movie. Right. Uh, it's not used in the next. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mentioned at all in the next. Just movie. like the Patriot Act was crossing lines in order to defeat Osama bin Laden and the Taliban because they had believed, you know, they had sleeper cells and shit. But that wasn't the real point of it. And after we caught Osama bin Laden in 2009, did we go, did we, did we type in her name? Did we type in Lucius Fox Obama and have it, the Patriot Act stop, stop being around? No, no. We kept it going and we started, yeah, and threats. we combined it with threats. drone strike technology to, to create, to create, you know, and now we have the deep state. But basically the villain that the Dark Knight warned uh, warned us about the the you live long enough to see to, you know see yourself become the villain is the starting point for what Marvel thinks the hero should be, and that's now gotten to the point where using that tech just frivolously, I mean I mean come on, you think Tony Stark didn't use that tech to fuck women? Is that he, he rape? Created, he it's created rape. Ultron bots. Yeah, Age of Ultron. He created a whole army that would immediately fucked him over. Like he, I don't think Tony learns necessarily from his from his actions. I think that's even been commented on literally in the MCU by like Steve Rogers and and and, and Thor or Hulk or maybe even like where they like they're like Tony right now again like or like even when um uh, uh Bruce Banner's like he's like he's like he's like I'm in a time loop. I'm in a time loop. He's like, he's like, I don't understand this. Why are you doing the same shit again, Tony? My point is, like, is if this is where the creators think that the, the moral line is okay, violating civilians' rights, and there be these are not created. It's not okay. These are not movie. creations of individuals. These are creations of hundreds and thousands of people working all on you know, uh, in, on behest of um, one of the biggest 
you know, corporations in, in, in the world, you know, because in like 20 years, they'll, there's just going to be five U.S. companies and right, Diz, yeah. Dizgu will, will, will compete with, you know, Wal, uh, Walmart and T Ch- Chick-fil-A, Walmart, and Quiznos Incorporated or not Quiznos. Yeah, not Quiznos. <laughs> Quiznos is immediately going to be Chipotle. sucked into someone else. Yeah. Chipotle, Exxon, Verizon. <laughs> I thought the point of the movie was, though, Felk, was that this was a bad idea. I really did, because. That's why when the villain takes it over, it's like, oh, this is a horrible idea. They could have saved it. They could have saved it by having the last scene, having uh, Spider-Man go, Edith, no one should have this power. Tony was wrong. Deactivate yourself. But no, it ends with him fucking tucking into a shirt like, I'll use this whenever I want to. Fuck it. Ah." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, fine. Good. I would want to keep it, too. Honestly, I wouldn't want to get rid of it. But I thought that they even, like, again. That makes you evil. No, but it did kind of. But the end credit scene does paint Spider-Man as evil, and they do like be like he's using these drones. He said execute. He's the one that executed this whole drone attack in London. Mysterio's the good guy. I mean, we're jumping obviously to the uh, to the mid credit uh, Easter egg here, but or end credit scene. But um, yeah, I mean, like the the whole point of that scene at the end is to paint Spider-Man even more as the villain, as someone that did it. And so even in the end, all again, Tony's hubris is that he's trying to do good and he fucks up more. Now Spider-Man is the villain literally because of Tony. Tony created Mysterio, Quentin Beck's Mysterio. I mean, even though Quentin Beck literally crowdsourced or what do you call it? Um, He he focus grouped Mysterio from all the kids when, when Peter's like, we call you Mysterio. And then all of a sudden he's like, we're all Mysterio. We're group Mysterio. But like, even at that point, like you, you that Quentin Beck is created because of Tony. That uh, uh, Ralph, Ralphie, you know Peter Billingsley's character is created because of Tony, and then Tony literally fucks over the one person that you know he cared for, and it's just it's like all of this is to show how shitty Tony can be as a character. I really did kind of take it from that to some extent, and and yeah, I did not see that as much prior to Spider-Man: Homecoming, but after I saw Spider-Man: Homecoming, and you and I talked. I, that did become a clear trend I saw through the MCU, especially rewatching the entire MCU before Endgame. I do think that's kind of intentional, Felk. I do. I think this some of this is on purpose. I don't. I. I. I don't. I mean, I. I, I thought maybe as of until this movie, I thought yes. But I feel like this movie, and granted, you know, this is we don't know exactly how much Disney control is, and Sony's, you know, not as huge a company as Disney, even nor is it ever seemed as nefarious as Disney as a company. Um, I mean, Disney's had some really horrible, awful human beings in charge of it. And still to this day, right. Whereas Amy Pascal is just incompetent and, and, and probably a little slutty. <laughs> she's not, I don't think she's ever been evil or no, nor Wait, is the second time you've done that with Amy after chastising me about that. When I did it, <laughs> no, when you, it's okay when I do it, uh, it is okay. Hey, oh, by the way, just to talk about Amy Pascal for a moment. So Amy she's Pascal an executive producer of this movie. I know. And she's been out there touting like crazy. Like, guess what we did in fucking Spider-Man Far From Home? Guess what we did, guys? We put him in New York finally. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You hear that? We put him in the NYC. I think she's quoted actually saying is, um, that finally at the end when you see him because we had rules about never having him swing in New York from homecoming in the beginning. When Kevin and I first started talking about doing this together, finally we felt we've earned the right to see him swing around New York City. And boy, doesn't that look awesome. Guess what, Amy? If you remember in Infinity War, he he's swung swinging there. around New York City. Yeah. You, this was not the first time we saw Spider-Man in New York City, obviously, because of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
But you know, you never see him. He doesn't swing downtown. He's in Greenwich and and from the bridge from the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, from yeah, I think it is. But it, whatever, he's fucking. In, he's he's in not swinging by sky. He's not, he's not going by skyscrapers though. He's he's like four or five feet up. Four. He's up, four still up. in the Manhattan Island. He's, he's on the Manhattan. Manhattan. He's on the island of Manhattan. Yes. Yes. In, in, in Endgame, but very briefly. Not Endgame. Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. But in, so, in, in Endgame, he's just swinging around, even though there's nothing above them. Uh. Okay. So there are. Okay. I think he is swinging off of this. The um. The Thanos spaceship at times. Way but too I also high. I think up. he's he's pulling off of uh, Ravagers' vehicles. Sure. Sure. No, I think, but there's one shot when he's like leading the charge, and he's just swinging off of nothing, and it's like you're they too far care. from Thanos, and you're, and, and all the Ravagers are behind you. So what are you on right now? They don't care. There's part. There's parts of Amazing Spider-Man where he's. Oh no, not Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man goes the opposite direction. Where like we have to make a plot point. Like he doesn't have anything to hold on to. He needs cranes. Uh, right. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, that's because the bullet I'm thinking bullet of the game. I'm thinking of the, spy, the 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 PS2 games where he could just like shoot web like well to the sky while he's swinging through Central Park, and it's like what is he swinging off? Oh, I think yeah. What was that? No, no. Uh, Spider-Man One. They do that. Yes. Yeah, because he's like yeah. He's, two fixed you have you have little levels, and he just somehow you're like he's just swinging on something here. Yeah. But Spider-Man Two, the game, you had to connect. Yeah, you had to connect to something. Yes. Yeah. Which is also Spider-Man true of the, the of the new oh. one, of the of the PS4 four game, which I'm sure you'll okay. play in a year or two. So I will play the PS4 game someday because it, I hear from you and Coolboy Noli and others that it is just like Spider-Man Two in the game, and I love that with a lot of Arkham in there. What I wanted to say earlier about Disney was that Disney has quietly removed the casting couch joke from Toy Story 2. So if you buy any Blu-rays or DVDs at all anymore, mm-hmm. it's or even look on it digitally, mm-hmm. that, that scene is gone. Okay. That that blooper during the end credit sequence, it's gone. It's That's just totally Toy Story gone. So, 3? Toy Story 2. Oh, wow. So I just wanted to point that out to you because I thought that was interesting to your, to your conversation about how uh, uh, Disney is like, you know, uh, modifying, you know, uh, thought processes of uh, of the public, especially children, right? With the idea that drones and all that shit is good. More terrifyingly, there was like three seemingly Russian bot esque uh, accounts on Twitter that after they oh, announced, I heard about this. They after they announced, oh, look, Ariel's Ariel. a black girl, and you look in, it, all it takes is looking into the accounts they're tweeting like hashtag not my right, Ariel. Right. I don't like this character, and like the the photos were just stock fucking photos taken from God knows where. But yet, and yes, Gawker sites did articles about this too. In fact, one from the AV Club and one from the Root, as well as HuffPo and in, yeah. ver, in, in the Washington Post. Oh, Twitter backlash from white supremacists about Ariel being black. Right, and it's not. It's and fake. No, it's fake. It it's is fake. manufactured totally outrage. So people are literally thinking, Felk, like, like I've seen in things like liberal sites, like like screen junkies, where they've literally said shit too. Like this is this seems like Disney fanning the flames. Yes. Oh, crazy. Oh, 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 screen junkies is actually called out that maybe this is yes. Fake. I'm I, surprised. I, I, screen I, junkies is pretty first, bad about that shit. That was the first place I ever heard this said about this particular. Oh, I, I saw it all over because th- th- this is this is kind of a. They just edge in the whole like Trump supporters are mad about a black aerial and like no no they're not no they do not give no a shit is. about a fucking Little Mermaid remake that is a cash grab this is what you do when the need for racism outweighs the demand or the demand for racism outweighs the actual supply you just manufacture it you call Nancy Pelosi racist because she's criticizing four terrible congresswomen uh, everybody's racist. 
So, so like, I'm not actually racist, but my point is that they, you know, the fake outrage is, it's it is, the fact that you said screen junkies fucking said that this seems like manufactured outrage. Yeah, they did. I mean, cause, cause I, there's still people who think that red letter media is all right just for that one fucking uh, scientist man video. Did you ever see that about Ghostbusters where we're, yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. actually lays out this like thing that like, this is manufactured. People, people are talking shit about this movie because it looks terrible. But it's plagued them. I know, I know. And it plagues them at red letter media to this day because they still are trying to get out of the shadow that they are women haters. Yeah. Because of their Ghostbusters review. Yeah. And, and well, it, that video in particular is the one where they are actually calling out the the fake manufactured outrage shit. And and now this with the Little Mermaid is the first time I've, I've seen it cross into the mainstream of like, is Disney behind this? Like, I don't I, think it's necessarily been behind all of it, but I can see that they have seen profit go up because of it and maybe they're starting to manufacture it allegedly because oh shit maybe well, yeah. we can boost our own profits because we've seen in the past well boosting your profits that's shit, something new profit went up colin kaepernick's one of the highest earning fucking football players and hasn't played football in like three years you know Ow! we all know how the profit uh scam works uh but uh we i mean i mean we know now from just the fallout from sony which hey, it all comes back to Sony. Um, Sony with with Ghostbusters that they they intentionally focused on that. That like th- that that coming from Disney along with Disney openly admitting now, oh yeah, we're to- we're totally cool with surveilling people. Like that's that's not a problem. Sur- but they're not okay because it is vilified, right? I mean, it, it it it's the villain of the of, of one of the many villains of the movie in it's, a jokey way. That like, drones. hey, it's kind of fucked up that we do this, just like Tony Stark does this. He's kind of bad, right? But we're just, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. Hashtag not my Ariel. I'm a libertarian. Wait, what? I'm a libertarian. That's the end of my my my, my rant there, I guess. Felk's a libertarian. Yeah. So we have in the end credits scene, the mid end, and, and honestly, scene, Tony have- just belongs in a jail cell. Do I think this? No, I think Tony belongs in a jail cell. Oh, sure. Yeah, and he might deserve prison. it, but the reality is he's got way too much money he's never going to it, when he was alive. Yeah, just like Jeffrey Epstein. All right. So, okay, so we're in the end credits scene, right? The mid-end credits scene where J.J. J. 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 Jameson, right? J. Jonah Jameson. J.J. J.J. J.J., you get your lunch for school today? J.J., you ready for Taekwondo class, J.J.? So That's the Corey episode you're referencing. Hi, you've reached the Corey hotline, 4.95 a minute. Here are some words that rhyme with Corey. Glory, story, allegory, Montessori. J.J. Jameson is back, and he's back as J.K. Simmons. Just kittens. And we have the Daily Bugle now as InfoWars. I was like, okay, that makes sense, but it really makes this character like more hated. Why are you as, going essentially off InfoWars? InfoWars. I don't find him endearing as Alex Jones. And he, why are you thinking of InfoWars at all? Because that's clearly what they were making it be. I don't think InfoWars suddenly appears on giant screens in Manhattan. He is clearly designed after things like InfoWars, Felk. Because he's giving false information? Is that what you're saying? Um, I think mostly because of uh, the fact that, yeah, he's just like he's he's screaming into a camera is mostly it. But the oh, yeah, fact no that one does that on CNN. Rachel Maddow no, is calm and collected it, at all times. No, that's, not, she's not, MSNBC a single cable, not a single cable news channel looks like InfoWars. Are you kidding me? And Look at Mad Money. 
InfoWars has a look to it, and that is exactly the look that they tried to recreate for, for Daily Bugle. Probably. They probably did inspire it a little bit. I, I, I don't uh, know. That's 100%. I've read it. I've read this information. That they based the it off InfoWars? Not InfoWars, but they based it off that type of fucking show. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, you know, I, but I, I say it looks like Infowars to me. I don't know. Maybe I, you know, I, maybe I'm not. Not that I'm defending Alex Jones, but maybe I'm tired of Alex Jones being considered this like massive villain when you know he's obviously wrong about so much, but he's been right about just enough things that we need to stop fucking when we need oh, fake news yelling at us. We, we, we use right. Alex Jones as the template. Alex now Jones is actually a now pretty that we've interesting lost guy. People. What? <laughs> I, okay. I don't really want to get into Alex Jones' conversation just because literally people just turn off. I've literally tried to have conversations about Alex Jones with people and they just literally like, they cannot listen. So people just tune out. But J.J. Jameson is clearly to me modeled after in this iteration of yeah. Spider Man, after Alex Jones and in InfoWars, Daily Bugle is. And he outed and he vilifies Spider-Man. And I kind of thought that that was a really interesting way to go into the next movie with Spider-Man, a bad guy. The Daily Bugle is also very InfoWars inspired in the new PS4 game. Uh, it, it's very he, he doesn't have a video show. It's a podcast. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So so th th that route's that route was, you know, kind of already explored by that game. Which I mean, cool. it's it, they're both Sony, you know. It's not like I'm sure they shared ideas. Uh, so you know, uh, they've they've done that before. I, I everybody's losing their shit because J.K. Simmons is back. Uh, all the uh, you know, I, I don't think that that is. Oh, you know, like uh, multiverse confirmation that no, it's not. It's uh, not. It's fact, just an Easter egg. It's just it's just like this casting so good. We're gonna do it again. It's exactly like M and Bond. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's exactly like that. They liked Bond, and uh, or they liked M in Goldeneye, and Tomorrow Never Dies, and uh, The World's you Not Enough. So they're like, sure, let's continue into, you know, from there, from Die Another Day, continue in, right into uh, Dame uh, Judy Dench. Casino Royale and shit, yeah. So I, I, I think of it as like that. Um, I'd still fuck I, you, Judy Dench, if you're listening. I wouldn't. Um, I would fuck you, uh, though, Helen Mirren, but not Judy Dench. I, I, I don't mind it. It, it was a little off-putting, and I'm glad they put it as an end credit stinger. Yeah, the movie, it would have been me, a piss me off. It would have been weird to really end the film in that way, but it felt like it was the natural ending to the movie. It almost felt weird to have Spider-Man outed and vilified all in, the, in, in a scene that people may have not seen. So going into the next Spider-Man film, you're, you kind of really need to see this information. By the way... I am almost certain Craven the Hunter is going to be the villain. I know that the director wants it, but I, I'm almost certain because if Spider-Man's a villain now, he's, he's he's essentially caused all this havoc and mayhem and murder in London and Mysterio, killed Mysterio, and and he's now on the run. You, you hire a bounty hunter just named Craven. He's not called Craven the Hunter. He's just a bounty hunter, and his name's Craven or whatever the fuck, you know, mm -hmm. like dog, and he just goes hunting for Spider-Man. I am the dog. <laughs> so yeah i think that's actually likely what's going to be the, the big case. titted uh his big titted wife just died by the way i know that's sad it is sad um and also also, also ross perot just died rest in peace ross perot i didn't know ross perot just died when did he just die he just died yesterday he died yesterday i didn't know that i know we were supposed to record yesterday and we lost out because i was gonna say welcome to the uh First annual Ross Perot Memorial spoiler cast for Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, you can still say that. Well, rest in peace, Ross Perot. Also, rest, rest in peace, Rip Torn. Rip 
Rip Torn? I heard about Rip Rip Torn. Yeah. He drove I heard his, they both had a huge dick. He drove the his, biggest. Well, I mean, we can't know. You, you can't be like, oh, if Rip Torn. Died, I heard they both fuck. crashed in a vehicle doing coke off each other's dicks while going 80 miles per hour he on the He crashed his car into a bank because he thought the bank was his home. Wait, who did? Rip Torn. He was so drunk, he thought the uh, the drive-in the, or the, the lobby of a bank was his driveway and drove into it. That's hilarious. That's where that fucking ridiculous photo of him arrested looks is, is coming from. So he's dead because he drove into a bank? No, he's dead because his heart gave out, but he was an alcoholic oh. for a long time. Oh my god, I thought it was... Okay, okay, okay. No, this is, this is years ago. This is like before Men in Black 3. Like right after he Right, when working. he got kicked out of that movie. Yeah. yeah. And Emma Thompson took over the role of uh, Zed or whatever. And they brought her back for the new one. Sorry, Sony. Good thing you had two tent poles this summer. I mean, I'm sure the reason why they were like, no MCU, we have to, or no Marvel, we have to release Spider-Man this summer. It's because like they knew no one was going to fucking see their men in black with Tessa Thompson. And, oh, and the last thing I would have to say is that this end credit stinger like literally mirrors and echoes again, Iron Man one, uh, Homecoming ended with Marissa Tomei's Aunt May figuring out that Tom Holland's Peter Parker was Spider-Man. She says, what and, the fuck? Right? Yeah, what the fuck? By the way, so that that fuck is the closest thing we've had to a fuck in the MCU other than Gary Shandling's senator literally saying, fuck you, Mr. Stark. Fuck you. But the fuck yous are beeped. And, because and, they're on the, and they're Samuel on L. Jackson's motherfucker. Yeah, and oh yeah, and Samuel Jackson's motherfucker. But the only full fucks we've ever heard in the MCU were beeped, and they were Gary Shandling's. I love that. I love that. All right, so beginning back to Iron Man, Homecoming echoes Iron Man one with Marissa Tomei's right, as I said, Aunt May figuring out the identity of Spider Man. And this film, the world figures it out, just like kind of Tony Stark. So it's interesting that the last two Spider Man films have echoed Iron Man one, and a lot of this movie echoes Iron Man one, like we pointed out earlier. It, it, it's 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 poignant for the character of Spider Man set up in this MCU, and that's good. I love that they set this up, and once again, Iron Man is a pseudo Uncle Ben. Felk, you said um, in Infinity War, or in though I think you said in Spider Man Homecoming spoiler cast, you said that Tony Stark was going to be our Uncle Ben. Yeah. In in the uh, in the in the MCU, yeah. And you said Infinity War, you thought Tony was going to die. Well, you were wrong there. I mean, very close to right because we all thought yeah. Tony almost died in Infinity War. But you were correct in the sense that it was the sequel Endgame in which Tony dies, and it is kind of like that Uncle Ben moment. But we didn't get a great power comes great responsibility line. Still, that has not been said in the in the in the MCU. It has been said. As that whole line from Homecoming, what is it? It's like uh, when bad things happen and you don't do anything to stop it, and you can, you, you should have, and you didn't. That's the bad thing. That's in Civil War. That's, no, that's butchered. It's butchered. Something like that, right? That's in Civil that's War it. too. Yeah. That's Civil War. You're right. That's Civil War. So that wasn't Homecoming. Homecoming has another one though, where, where it's where it's close, but not quite it. I don't remember what it was though. Is that when uh, Tony's yelling him on the rooftop? He's like, "This is when the adults talk. Zip it." That's the line. No, it was. It's yeah. I don't remember. Uh, no, they're not going to say that because that, that's that that line is too iconic with uh, it's the Sam Raimi version. Well, so Felk, you don't remember this clearly, so I shouldn't even tell you this right now. No, no, don't. Because by telling you this, I'm literally giving away money. 
So, Felk, you and I during the Spider-Man Homecoming spoiler cast, we bet $5, and I said... Oh, really? You, betting, okay. Yeah, well, I'm betting you, you Felk, $5. There's actual money on the line here. There's money on the line okay. here. I said, Felk, I bet you $5 okay. that Uncle Ben and or the Great Power line are somehow said in the Homecoming sequel. No, they're not. I, w- and I-, I was wrong. Always bet on Felk. Always bet on Felk. So, no Uncle Ben. No. And no great power at all. No, not at all. I totally thought they were going to drop that in the sequel. I was wrong. So I owe you five bucks, buddy. I'll, I'll, I'll send you to you on Venmo. Oh, by the way, while we're at the uh, end credit stinger, right before the end credit stinger, when we actually get the quote unquote end of the film, we see Peter swinging through New York. Yes. And he goes through a building with a giant hole in it, right? And then it's revealed that that's the same building that the Stark Tower slash the Avengers Tower was, right? This is in the movie? Yeah, this is the end of, uh, of, of Far From Home. No, I didn't notice that he went through. So he swings. Do you remember when he, sw- he swings through and then does a little fly through, a little wingsuit through a, a t- uh, the middle of a building at the very yeah. end? I didn't notice. He lands. He lands on the street. Okay. And I saw this in the theater, and I was, like, blown away. I saw this movie only once, right? I did not see an IMAX. I saw it regular theater. Mm-hmm. And, I, um, and I see on the street behind Peter, it says, we are so excited to show you what comes next or something like that. I wrote it down in the notes. It says... Right, and this is right outside what I'm calling the Baxter Building. By the way, obviously that gives away what I'm thinking this is going to be. Oh. So the Stark Tower slash Avengers Tower, I think, is now the Baxter Building because it says on, on like uh, on the side of the, on, like on the side of the sidewalk those wooden boards they have in New York mm-hmm. for like subways and shit and for construction. It says literally, we are so excited to show you what comes next. One, and then an arrow, and these one looks like a subway arrow or a subway one, like a stop one or a line one. Uh, then an arrow two in a circle three in a circle with another arrow going and then another arrow with a question mark really well, okay what do you think what number in mcu is always in a circle uh, they keep trying to get keanu reeves and you know what he will not be <gasps> a bad mr, mr. fantastic oh my god he wouldn't he be bad my fucking mind again he could handle you the said si- last time what did you say last adam time? warlock but adam warlock and that was great too that was that was fucking great too well, they, they want to do an older Mr. Fantastic to oh distance from. Oh, my God. Uh, who the fuck was he? Was the kid from fucking Whiplash? Jesse, not Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller, the lesser Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, you know, they they need a distance from that. The, the lesser Owen Gufford or whatever his name was? Yeah, well, I think they'll. I can see Keanu with the fucking little white stripes in his hair. He already has it. Pretty much already, already does have him, yeah. Yeah, he already, he's already salt and pepper. He'd be pretty good casting. And you know who's Oh my green? god, Felk. I want I want Keanu as Adam Warlock and I want him as Mr. Fantastic. I am so blown away at Reed Richards right now. That and bring back casting. Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. No, they won't do no, that. They, won't do they that. can't do that. But you know what? Bring back Michael B. Jordan. Killmonger and and Johnny Storm. All who the cares? Johnny Storms are already in the MCU. Well, so I was blown away that I found that, by the way. So I saw that in theaters. I busted out my phone. I'm sorry. But I busted out my phone. I typed that out as fast as I could because I could see it on screen because it sits on screen for a little bit. And I'm typing it away in my phone like, oh, write it down, write it down. Oh, spell correction. Who gives a fuck? You'll fix it later. I don't care. Get the... And I'm thinking I'm so badass. And then I go online and like I see like, oh, like one or two articles are like, hey, Easter egg, fantastic four, one, two, three, four. We're so excited to show you what comes next. Or I'm like, great. All right. Well, how about special? Because I felt so special back when Revenge of the Sith came out. And I saw the Millennium Falcon landing after the entire battle over Coruscant. 
I saw that Millennium Falcon landing into the landing bay. And I remember pointing to my buddies being like, oh, my God, Millennium Falcon. And it happened so quick they don't see it. And I was just like, I saw that shit. And I was so excited because I'm pretty good at catching these Easter eggs like in the moment. And I was excited that I caught that one. I thought I caught something people did not know. I thought I caught something special, and I did not. I can't find a still of this. We're so excited to show you. Well, of course, because they had to post the, like essentially a torrent. Oh, no, here it is. Oh, you found something? Nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Fuck yeah. I'm looking at it. Somebody, somebody took their phone out and took a photo of it, which, I mean, realistically, if you're taking your phone out, why don't you just take a photo I of it? I took my phone out. I know. I debated taking a photo of it, but I didn't. I couldn't. Hmm. Well, there's another... End credit stinger. We'll get to that later. Let's go back to the movie because we we abandoned it so early on. I want to come back to a little moment real quickly called We Are Not Calling It Spidey Sense. We're calling it Peter Tingle. Are you okay with Peter Tingle? I mean, only as a joke. Yeah, I get it as a joke, and I think it's the only way it's going to be used. Uh, I read it from the producers that they're saying it's it's or the director. It was saying something along the lines of like, this is what your aunt would say. So we thought it was funny for aunt speak or something to that effect. I like that perspective on it. I think the third film, Spidey, needs to like call it Spidey sense. Like, I don't care like, about I'll, the nomenclature. I don't think anyone does. I, that, that's 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 a you thing. Where like they need to call it Spidey sense, or it doesn't count. It's no, like, no, I, it counts. I'm fine with it. I just would. It would be great if, like, you know, as a kid, he like he wanted to call it a cool name. I felt like this movie, he should have called it Spidey sense by the end. Because he was kind of like, you know, like, no, fuck that. Take it back and make it my own right, name. Yeah. You know, we, we got a whole trilogy where no one ever says Batmobile, nor do they ever say Batcave. So it's like, no, you're right. But but the, the, there's a Batcave and there's a fucking Batmobile. So like, but it, no one even calls movie, Catwoman though. Catwoman. That one kind of bothers me. I feel no, they wait, wait. She doesn't call herself Catwoman in Cat Batman Burglar. Returns. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Nolan trilogy. Oh, just just Nolan only. Yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, she's like, I'm Catwoman, hear me roar, meow. Yeah, no, Alfred says Batmobile in Returns uh, when he's talking about repairs to the Batmobile. Okay. Well, okay, I think that um, for think, Spidey Sense's perspective on this at all, it's obviously something that was like, you know, as we point out, we believe it. it's clearly shown in Civil War. Like, other people are like, you don't show it in Civil War. Yeah, I think it's shown he, in Civil War. Yeah, he's always it's definitely, it. it's definitely not shown, though, in Homecoming, correct? I mean, there's no real Spidey Sense moment in Homecoming. And there is the moment where yeah. in Infinity War, he clearly, though, his spice sense goes off with his hairs on his arm and he sees the alien spaceship. I still like the, 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 the slow-mo Joe Mangiello, Flash Thompson punch in Spider-Man oh, 1. I still think with that's the fly? A, yeah, it, it, where it zooms around and everything's frozen. I still the think spit that's, wad? That, 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 that's just a perfect, like, Sam Raimi, man, he fucking set the template that MCU would not be in the place where it did if, with enough for those first two movies. So if you take, I mean, I don't want to go on tangent because I'm literally going to lose my train of thought here. What I wanted to say and was, um, uh, but I really love how Sam Raimi and uh, Brian Singer, sadly, they they both combined really set the standard. Uh, uh, Singer set the standard of 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 real world, dark and gritty. Yeah. And and we get things like Batman Begins because of Singer. And, and, we and get Raimi like showed him how to do color, comic accurate suits and color. In, right. In a, in a, exactly. And so we get things from Raimi like the MCU, but we also get the MCU from Singer too. I don't too much credit there. Burton and Donner deserve more credit than Singer does. I think Burton and Donner deserve credit in the sense that they influence the creators of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's true. But back to Spidey Sense, I love that this film, Far From Home. He hones it 
And there's the whole ending is him becoming finally one and making Spidey sense him. And and oh and, and like and like it's you cannot say Spider-Man and the MCU does not have Spidey sense anymore. It is a full-on yeah, it's a, it's a plot point. that he pulled on. It's a plot point in this movie that he, he learns to trust it. Yeah, and a lot of that has to come from the trust in his friends and the trust in himself with the people he holds close, like not only Aunt May, but like, and happy Hogan, but Ned. And then he obviously opens up to Michelle Jones, MJ. And I, I really liked her, her version we talked already about her and how I liked her. But one of the things I liked about her character was when Brad Davis takes a photo of Peter Parker with his pants down, when he's about to change into the suit. I liked how her character called out Brad Davis and was essentially like, dude, why are you taking photos of people in a bathroom? And then JB smooths like, like, you know, professor walks up and he's just kind of like, yeah, dude, I got to tell you, that's not a good thing to do. You know, like I love this, like this perspective of MJ. And I like that. Like they were able to like, not subvert your expectation, but they just played it real. Like if a guy said he was taking photos of people in the bathroom, the first thought would not be in today's society would be like, what were you taking photos of <gasps> him with his pants down with a European woman? Oh, you're right. That's weird. In today's world, the thought process would be, you shouldn't be taking photos of people in bathrooms. So, like uh, it doesn't even matter the context of what the photo is. It could be a dead person or a killing. It would be like, don't take photos in bathrooms. So uh, we got Iris West is a redhead. We got uh, Annie from Little Orphan Annie was a redhead. We oh, got uh, Heimdale is apparently a redhead. Uh, Mary Jane Watson, of course, uh, is a redhead. And famously, Ariel from The Little Mermaid is a redhead. And uh, what do they all have in common? I don't know what. They've all been recast most recently with black people. Iris West, well, also- twice! Zendaya is uh, or Zendaya, she she normally dyes her hair red, right? Not in these movies. She hasn't, but she did dye her hair red. For I just think it's weird. Emotional equipment. I just uh, think it's the, weird. That there seems to be a focus on erasing them redheads. And well, no one likes gingers, folk. You, you know this. I, I'm just. I, it is kind of weird. That there's this trend of recasting specifically redhead as, as, as black people. I'm, I'm just wondering why it always seems to be the redheads. Well, why don't you keep track of it? Get some stats. Oh on yeah. It. This we'll redhead watch. It's it. already begun. Dude. Cause seriously, cause here we go, man. When we do our little mermaid spoiler cast, we can, we can talk about it again then. No, we won't be doing that. I've never actually seen little mermaid. I don't think. Well, are you going to see the Lion King movie directed by? Fuck Hogan? No. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I hear it. I hear it's literally the same movie that from uh, from the '90s, except the uh, uh, Nala's role has been expanded upon. Because oh yeah, Beyonce. yeah. I wonder why we have to expand. She has a whole song role. apparently too. That's all hers. Is that Beyonce? Yeah, it's all Beyonce. 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 So speaking of, of of Happy Hogan, John Favreau, I he's in this again. He's great in this again. He was great in the last Homecoming film. When he first entered Iron Man, I literally thought of him only as a as Happy Hogan, as a Hitchcockian cameo. He doesn't do much in Iron Man. He's just kind of a background character. He holds a Burger King bag full of burgers. He opens doors, holds coats, and that's about it. And he does more in Iron Man 2, obviously. He starts to fight. He puts himself into the film. He has actual lines of dialogue. And that's where his role expands. And I never really thought of him much more or going further than that. In the comics... Happy's usually behind a computer monitoring the Stark suit while Tony's flying it. He's not really a big character in the comics. I love what they've done in the MCU with Happy. And I think Jon Favreau is someone who could have easily phoned in this role. 
every fucking time, and he hasn't yet. I don't really care about John Favreau uh, or the character of Happy. Moving I, I, on. I feel no. I, I just feel like they, they've kept Happy in it as as because because you know what, as an actor, yeah, John Favreau's got to be relatively cheap, and I, I know he's not cheap. I mean, I'm sure the Lion King he netted eight to fifteen million probably. But uh, there's some kind of deal he's getting because these are Sony movies. They write it in. They 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 just kind of write, write in like okay, and you'll do a cameo in in the next Spider Man. But there's cheddar cheese behind those. There's cameos. a lot of cheddar. But well, there's the, the the big paychecks are for directing for for the the, the live action quote unquote remake. Oh, for him, for him, yeah. right? And, and it's just like it. It has just been like okay, and you'll take you'll, you'll you'll spend two weeks in Atlanta filming the the stuff for Spider-Man. Right. In a fake New York set in a fake plane and a fake everything. Oh yeah. And that's okay. The fakeness, by the way, that we, we haven't really talked that much about the actual movie, but, uh, the, Oh, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Say your thing. The fact that everything in, in, in Marvel, like, I mean, when you find out that fucking like the central park shit is, is just soundstage. Like they didn't, they couldn't even go to goddamn central park for, uh, for this log this style and, shooting felt. Yeah. They, they shoot it log. Uh, they, they over, over light, shoot it log, shoot it on green screens because of that. Get it coverage. means fucking nothing to me that, Oh, Spider-Man's going to Europe. Did they fucking film a day in Europe? Yes. For in sure. Venice. Okay, they did. Venice. They went to Venice. And I think they shot in Prague, and I think they shot in some of London. Okay, well, yeah, that, that was a neat trip for a cameraman and, and Tom Holland's double. No, no, no. It's not like Seinfeld where they filmed the doubles going to locations. And, you know, yeah. it's not that, What a dope. shitty circus. Yeah, yeah, it's not that, no. They they took, they took, a, they took about 15 the actors, I think, with them to, uh, to these locations. Uh, sure, okay. Well, but my point is that when they when you do everything that way, it just makes fucking Europe seem just as fake as the fake fucking New York that they clearly didn't go to. It's like so for me, I didn't get that. I got the exact opposite. You're like, oh, wow, I'm really in Europe. I thought that the moments where I was like, I was like, wow, they actually shot in Venice. That's great. I'm, I'm happy they did that. Um, but the, uh, the yeah, to get back to your earlier point, like, uh, yeah, they uh, I have a question for you. No, too bad they didn't go to Amsterdam. I hear, good, Amsterdam, I hear good things. I hear great things about Amsterdam. Everything's so, so beautiful and hot. It's is, is it? Everyone's so hot. Mm -hmm. And it's so inviting there, isn't it? No. I don't remember what I was going to ask you anymore. <laughs> I was going to ask you shit. You probably want to talk about Earth 616. No, it's not that. No. Well, we should it move was, on it was that. something you talked about. I'm not even talking. It's not on the outline. You said it. You said it right now. And I was going to ask a question about uh, it. Uh, a lot of farts. Fuck, what were you asking a question about? I don't remember. I have farts now. I may have to shut. Um, you might want to start wrapping up because I don't uh, you, 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 or, or, or just accept that I'm going to leave for 15 minutes. Shit. What were you talking about that I fucking wanted to ask you a question about? I was just talking about having this shit possibly. No, it wasn't that. It was earlier back when you were talking about. Venice? Bit, did they go to Venice and Prague? And I said, I, said, I had a question. I, I was about New York, too. Fuck. What was it? I don't know. You had a question. I, 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 we were talking about, about the fact that like, I, 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 did, I was underwhelmed. Because like with European Vacation, which weirdly enough, this movie seems to echo a little bit. National Lampoon's European Vacation. Um, there's even, I feel like there's a, even the same. One of the jokes is like stolen from it. 
like like oh they Which love one? Americans in Europe something like that um, yeah but that they, they immediately are like do they yeah uh, uh, well they fucking should you'd all be goddamn speaking German right now if you're not for me I mean America. not for you yeah specifically you yeah America me representing America yeah I have to sh- I'm have to shit dude well let's move on from your question you can't remember because yeah 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 yeah, yeah. This is weird dead time right now here well moving on. Let's get into Mysterio real quick. So Mysterio says he claims, right, he comes from, you know, uh, uh, multiverse, right? It's the whole multiverse. We know the multiverse is real because Doctor Strange establishes that. That's the whole point of Doctor Strange's um, yellow magic school bus uh, 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 fucking whatever they call it. The uh, the magical mystery tour. When Doctor Strange goes on the magical mystery tour, that's what they call that 11-minute sequence when he's just going through psychedelics and trippy shit. Okay. When uh, uh, Ancient One t- taps his forehead, his first introduction into all that shit. Yeah. So we know multiverses are real. That being said, I love that Mysterio Quentin Beck comes in and he's all like, yeah, you're Earth 616. Technically, actually, the MCU is Earth 19999, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I come from Earth 833. Mm-hmm. And if you know about Earth, Earth 833, that's not. where Spider UK is from. Mm. Now, Spider UK is interesting because everybody leading up to this film seeing London involved in the movie and, and just I think what I assumed and others assumed as well was that the London aspect of the film was going to be the third act. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when he got the new suit. That looked like it was the biggest set piece on the Tower Bridge, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. So everyone assumed that maybe somehow we got Spider UK involved in the film. Well, the whole purpose of Spider UK, right, is he's in Earth 833 and he's literally the sole survivor. He's the lone survivor of that entire universe because the whole universe is wiped out. Well, we get that variation in Mysterio's character. Quentin Beck creates, of course, it's all fake in the end. But I like that there's still slight nods, right? There's still slight homages or fan service if you understand it. Or Easter eggs. Those are Easter Right, that Quentin Beck, Mysterio, right? He's not called Mysterio at this point. He's just called Quentin Beck. He's essentially the the pseudo spider UK. He's the lone survivor of his planet that's been destroyed by elementals. The fire elementals is the worst one, he says, right? Mm -hmm. Now, these elementals are obviously very, very much, you know. They're not going to do uh, any uh, of these uh, villains in the MCU, so they use them for this. Nobody, yeah. they're definitely not going to use Sandman because of the... Right, so Sandman, well, if they did, they can still, because this isn't technically Sandman, right? And they're if not they going to, though, Hydro that's Man why they, again, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have a guy who looks just like Sandman if they were going to no. do Sandman. Well, that's why they also, I think that's why Mexico was such a bullshit opening scene, where literally when Quentin Beck shows up, he goes, you don't want no part of this, and then like, and then it just cuts away, like, you don't see the battle, you don't see Sandman. So it kind of like, you're like, okay, so that doesn't have to be Sandman, it literally is also a hologram. Sandman will never be in the MCU. I will bet you $5. Okay, sure, sure, sure. $5? Really? All right, fine. That, that there's never a... Sandman, the character of whatever Thomas Hayden Church was playing, that Sandman Flint. will never appear. Is it Flint? Flint Marco, Flint, I think. Yeah, that's right. Flint Marco. Yeah, very good. Uh, I, that, that does sound familiar to me. I think he will exist because Flash Thompson literally says Hydro Man is a character. He talks about how BuzzFeed talks about a guy... Mm-hmm. Who like it becomes water and controls water. So even though Hydro Man is quote unquote in this movie as a fake character, mm-hmm. they they do acknowledge that there's might be a real person out there that is Hydro Man. Molten Man is not acknowledged in this film as a real person, just like Sam Man isn't. Yeah, of course, Molten strikes. Man's in this movie, and Cyclone is the final villain at the end that isn't really Cyclone either. Yeah. So the director John Watts was able to figure out four characters, four villains into his story. I thought that was pretty brilliant. He's done a good job of making villain-heavy Spider-Man films that don't feel that way. If you think about it, you had Quentin Beck, Mysterio. That's the only four, 
You have four elementals. That's five characters right there. But those aren't characters. No, they're not, but they're villains that they're smartly used, just like they had six villains, literally six villains in Homecoming. Mm -hmm. And they're all smartly used so they don't feel like this massive group of villains that all have to share the same amount of screen time. You had the Tinkerer, you had two you had two Shockers, you had Scorpion, you had Vulture. I mean, who was the other one? You had uh, uh, one other. Oh, the Prowler, who's a villain. I don't, at one I don't see. I, Homecoming to me has one one villain. That's a Vulture. Uh, the other ones are just henchmen who happen to have names. Uh, yes, that is. But that's that's the way those work. Like Heat. Like people think of like movies. They're like, how can you have like 15 people in a movie? And I'm like, I always like Heat. Heat has like 15 characters in it. And, and they don't all have to share the same amount of screen time and dialogue, but you still get love from 15 characters. You're capped at like two, maybe three. And then, and then after that, you can't do them as characters. Like the shocker is not a character. He has one scene or whatever, or like the first shocker. And then there's a second one's just like, I'm the shocker now or whatever the fuck. Like those are yeah, characters. Yeah. Those, are, those are just little moments with character actors. But like, uh, you know, the Dark Knight really has... You have you have two real villains. Same with you know, Spider Man three tries to do th uh, three villains and and it fails. I think two's the cap. No, Spider Man three was three villains. I thought it was two. Vi oh, because Green, Green Goblin's Goblin. kind of right. Yeah, kind of. Well, technically, I mean, even Far From Home is six villains if you want to count Dimitri, because Dimitri could have maybe been the Chameleon. Was he the Chameleon? Did we get introduced to the Chameleon and we just don't know it yet? No, I don't know. We talked. Do you know who Dimitri is in this movie? The chameleon, apparently. He's the yeah, yeah, but well, that's the chameleon. I don't know is. who the chameleon is. I you don't know who the chameleon is? No. The Spider-Man villain, the chameleon. Yeah. He's got like a silver face. He just puts a whole bunch of masks on. Oh yeah, I do is know it, that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know that there is a Marvel villain called the chameleon. I really do not care about the deep bench of Spider-Man's uh, nemeses. I don't. Uh, you, but once you get down to like, yeah, let's have a, let's dedicate a whole movie to Shocker. It's just like in Scorpion. It's like, uh, but they didn't. No, but they, they didn't. They didn't. And they're never going to. Right. They, they took they took low level character villains and they were like, yeah, just be low level character villains in our movie. Then these movies are heavily informed by the aesthetic of our our mindset that Batman Begins took, which is like, even though this is a clean slate, we can't use any of the villains we did before. But, you yes. know, obviously once they got to the next movie, they were like, okay, now we're comfortable using the, the villains we've done before and doing new takes on them. With the Spider-Man so far, I, I, they're, they're, they seem to be sticking with the deep bench. And, and like, we got two Harry Osborns. We got, well, I guess, you know, one iconic Doc Ock. We're not going to get there yet. It's going to be a while. So Craven, yeah, he'll probably be the next one. I think I think you're right. But also with Batman, right? I mean, they had Zaz. They had uh, Raish. They had or Roz. Is um, Zaz is a character? Zaz is like one. It's like he is, Victor he, Zaz is absolutely a character. No, in, in that movie? He is what? Yeah, does he, sure even, does he have a single line of dialogue? Of course, yeah, yeah. He says something like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut your little throat, pretty, and suck your dick." Or I don't know what <laughs> he, he actually does say something similar to that. He does say something. Uh, but um, I, but like, yeah. And then you have Scarecrow. I mean, that movie has, and you have a uh, Falcone. So like, you do have a lot of villains in Batman Begins. I guess Falco Falcone. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Falcone. He is a villain. Three, three's the cap. 
So, so okay, but then okay, so obviously then in Dark Knight they bring the Joker, so they stop and and also Two Face, so they stop obviously giving a shit about like making them small characters. Um, that being said, you're right, Spider Man Far From Home continued. Yeah, let's still pull from the deep bench, and I don't know if Dimitri is the chameleon eventually. If we saw, I mean, they don't have to even use the same actor for the chameleon. They can they can do exactly how they cut to uh, Jake Gyllenhaal next to Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. at the stage in MIT, and they faked all that stuff and they recreated those scenes. Like they can do the same thing with Dimitri with that same actor, rehire him for five minutes. He fakes his mask coming off, digitally fake a mask coming off, and boom, you reveal Chameleon played by Keanu Reeves. Now, see, that's bad casting. That's not good. Keanu Reeves as a chameleon would be horrible. That'd be a waste. But but they they could they could go back and say that that Dimitri was the chameleon. Yes, he's not in this film as the chameleon, but you don't just take a fucking major Spider-Man rogue. And and just toss that name off to a random character. I think we did see the the chameleon. I think he's a different actor, and that's just the mask we saw. Honestly, I, I never even thought of Keanu as Reed Richards until this this podcast. It, here. it happened it here. It happened brilliant. here. It was, oh, dude, it's brilliant. I loved it. It, it was brilliant. Here. Well, so speaking of, of of essentially masks and shit, um, the whole second act reveal of Mysterio, where he has this team. They call themselves Mysterio now. Like we said, they 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 you know focus grouped it, and. And we have um, this group working together. We find out all of their their stories. We figure out all their connections. Some people are good at writing stories, apparently, and coming up with improv. And that was one guy's thing is he was not Michael Scott, essentially, at improv. He didn't always come out with a gun. He was an FBI agent, no, the, right? Yeah, the screenwriter, basically. I love I – love no, Michael Scott's improv group. Have you ever, do you remember yes, that? Yes, I remember that. Season? Yes, I do. I love that. I love it. You're off topic. Why, why are you you're, no, you're off up? topic too far. We're talking about the office Ken now. puts his hands in the air, and then the teacher's is like, why are your hands in the air? He goes, he just told me that he has a gun in his pocket and to put my hands in. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So anyways, I love that Mysterio calls upon mocap, holograms. He he's actually like sinks in with the holograms, something similar to what we saw in Blade Runner 2049. And and then it's like deep fakes. Like you literally get like essentially deep fakes. Like he's just has the best deep fake ever. He has got the best RAM and processing ever going on. Deep fakes is more about facial replacement though. And and he does that in the end. He what does he facial replace? He facial replaces himself saying the horrible things about Peter to the camera that he never really said, right? Or does he just record himself before Peter showed up? I thought that was just out of context. I don't remember exactly what he shows. I just remember. No, he's like, he's like, oh my God, Peter, Peter Parker's Spider-Man and he's killing people and everything. And he's yeah, like, that could shit. be a reference to deep fix. You know, uh, I, I think deep fix is great and I'm glad it exists at this point. Like we are in a position where in 15 years you could have photograph, you could have a video of a person like shooting another person in, in a security camp and still have a credible defense that that person's not guilty. Right. Yeah. It was not you, Mr. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. So, um, moving on to yeah. Like, I guess the, the Riddler has deep fake technology back in like that would be amazing. In, in 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 Batman Forever, where the Riddler is uh, Jim Carrey is somehow able to fake Ed Bagley Jr. killing himself with 1995 CG. Oh, technology. dude, I thought you were pitching like in what they could do with the Riddler today. Well, they're not doing the Riddler today. There's no fucking Batman movies coming out. <laughs> There is the Batman, and it's coming out with uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that's true. Ben I guess that is coming out soon, isn't it? And I mean, they're not coming they out soon. It's shooting soon. They casted Catwoman, I thought, right? Didn't they cast Catwoman? I don't think they did. Maybe they did. So, yeah. So, um, um, so Mysterio, he does that great sequence, right? I don't know what they're calling that sequence yet. It's essentially the Magical Mystery Tour, but it was different. They And they clearly wanted to 
you know, have you feel that same sense of tension and and like oh, Vanessa uh, Kirby from fucking Mission Impossible Six? She's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, she's not bad. She's really not bad. That's actually really good casting, honestly. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's going to be Robert, Robert Pattinson, but uh, so the movie won't work. But mm-hmm. okay, so anyways, yeah, I do think that the the psychedelic trip, the, the hallucination, the illusion that Mysterio forces upon uh, Spider-Man was brilliant, and I loved everything about it. But one of the things I have to say is the most fucking incredible moment was literally. Marvel Zombies, Zombie Iron Man. Yeah, that, that's that's a reference. That's an Easter egg. It's something that most people don't know about, but and and will never happen. No, right? definitely will never right. happen. So that's the closest thing we'll ever get to it. That's like Demon in the Bottle and Iron Man Two. No, are you are using Cedar Man sinking into skulls? It's just like a visual, but even though right. it's not used in the context, it is in the, in the comic. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly like that. But I'm happy we got it. I, I I was blown away that we saw this ultra realistic zombie Iron Man. Yeah. Zombies. 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 It looked cool. Zombies. I didn't care. It was one, one quick little shot. It's like, oh, that's a reference to a thing they'll never do. Neat. Well, Felk, we're in final tidbits, so let's get into final tidbits, right, okay. big guy? Okay. So there's no return from Kenneth Choice, Principal Morita. Nope. He was in the first Spider-Man Homecoming, right? He was, he was the grandson of Jim Morita from uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. We talked about this, played by Kenneth Choi again. Mm-hmm. All Kenneth Choi. But I, I just, you know, I, I didn't need him, but it would have been nice to see him for a second. Or was he in the hallways in the beginning? Did I miss him? I don't think he was in it. I don't think he was in it. And also from Homecoming, there was a reference of Miles Morales. Well, Far From Home, no mentions of Miles Morales at all. No, no, nor, nor, nor will they be. So I think my bet to they, they are they are playing a, they are playing the long game with Miles Morales. He's phase five or something like that. Now you said that in our homecoming spoiler cast, and I I did not make a bet to you then, but I'm willing to make you a five dollar bet right now. So I said in the homecoming spoiler cast that I expect Miles Morales to be mentioned, like legitimately introduced, Civil War level, right, of Spider Man introduction, like that level. Mm-hmm. Not Black Panther level, Spider-Man level. In Spider-Man 3, we'll see Miles Morales as some kind of character. May not even be putting a suit on. He just might be a young boy in the neighborhood. Now, I will bet you $5 right now that we, that I, and I'm willing to stand by my bet, that we'll get Miles Morales and some introduction, like a legitimate introduction to Miles Morales. You'll see him. Yes. Like, we'll actually see an actor cast as him, even if they recast it later as an older actor. We'll see Miles Morales in Spider-Man 3. Do you think so? No. All right, five dollars. Yeah. Uh, unless something happens where Disney um, loses control and Spider-Man reverts to just being Sony. And, dude, and that's they, scary. They, they Isn't try that to, scary? They, they keep. They keep. Well, that, I mean, why else are they doing Venom though? They still want Venom to meet Tom Holland. I think. Well, Venom at this point, the Toms could meet. <laughs> the Toms can meet. Venom at this point can happen because of multiverse. Right, that Venom, I don't, I, I don't that, think, that Venom I don't, movie yeah. could have been all In another multiverse. universe. Maybe, uh, but but my point my, my, my point isn't about uh, universes. It's about uh, corporate property. I'm ta- I'm talking about the fact that right. So Miles Miles plays a major factor in in the game. Yeah, that just came out. And there's this little thing called Into oh, the in the game. I thought you meant the game of 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 Sony. Okay, wait. No, no, you no, mean no. the actual movie or the the video game? Yeah, it's in the trailer. I I won't spoil how how he's used because it is kind of a a, a neat twist. A spoiler. Uh, but yeah, he he's he's a big factor in the game, and he's obviously a big factor in this Into the Spider Verse thingy they did. 
Wow. Both those well, things have, I love. Both those things have nothing to do with Disney. They are just Sony properties. Right. Sony is keeping Miles theirs. They're not giving mm. him them to Disney. Wait, but um these these Spider-Man films like Far From Home, Homecoming, these are fully Sony properties. Marvel gets no profit from these. They ha- they have input and control. And they do yes. get profit in the sense that they are basically advertisements for the big movies which Tom Holland plays Spider-Man. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, Holland doesn't get to be in other Marvel films, but he gets to be in Avengers films like Avengers Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, yes. Avengers Endgame. Yes, they're keeping Miles out of Disney. It's Disney Sam's. They want him. They want him. They know he's starting to become a character that people care about as much as Peter, thanks to somewhat intersectionality, but also the fact that he is a fresh take on a character. You know, you want that 80, 20, 80% familiar, 20% new. Um, and, and so he moves like Spider-Man and he has Spider-Man's powers, but apparently also has electric powers. I never fully understood that, but, but you know, whatever it's neat. And, and it has to do with the spider that bites him. So, so they, they, uh, they're, they're not, I don't think they're ceding any control or, or, or uh, financial benefit for miles to uh, Disney. They want. See, I can see, I can see Miles being used as Spider-Man. I mean, what else they got? They got Ghostbusters. They got Men in Black, and neither of those are going to make them money. They're, no, they're but they, they, with, they have the Twenty One Jump Street. They're series. sticking with Spider-Man. Um, well, okay, so, but Venom-wise, do we get Venom ever in, in an official Spider-Man film? Like, say, like Spider-Man: Homeward Bound. Like, is is Venom in there? This is your this is your fun theory for the t- their title. Yeah, like the idea that yeah, exactly. Because the home, home is in. They they actually were excited to make Far From Home. They were like, oh yeah, it's got home in it. So I I just I doubt the third film has home in it. But if it was, come on, Homeward Bound. And then you put Spider Man in a multiverse. You put him in Venom's world. So that's a way to get Venom and Spider Man to connect. But at the same time, you can also pull Spider Man out of there at the end of the movie, and Venom is now not connected to the MCU. No, they're keeping. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think there'll be any crossover. Well, they're they're setting like little breadcrumbs of of multiverse in this film. Even we know multiverse is a legit thing in the MCU. Even though this film, Quentin Beck's multiverse shit, is complete garbage and con man. Correct. Multiverse is legit, so I can see them like dropping these breadcrumbs, just like Ant Man dropped breadcrumbs about the microverse, and then really got into it more in Ant Man the Wasp and. Obviously, you're going to get into it even more you're, you're, in the you're, next you're, 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 film. Th- you're thinking multiverses and I, 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 in, a, in a fictional world. I'm thinking about boardrooms in the real world is the reason for That's true. You know, you're right. And you have to think about contracts, right? No. You have to think about that shit. And you have, you, to, have, you to. have to think about Amy Pascal's coke addiction. She needs. She's out soon, <laughs> dude, though. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. She's like legitimately out. Like she, I don't think she even has control over Spider-Man soon. I think she loses everything real soon. I don't think she, I think she comes back. Well, if she comes back, she can't touch Spider-Man. I think I th- if I read this somewhere, I read this in the trades a while back, like a few weeks back, but something along the lines of like, she's she's done. She's like, she's done with Sony. She's done producing for Sony. Like Amy or Pascal Pictures might be done too. Like it's like she might have to go and go somewhere else entirely. Yeah, I think she'll, well, uh, she'll come back. Final tidbit thing we can discuss tonight is... That obviously the final end credit scene 
We find out that Fury and Maria Hill were really Talos and Sorin this whole fucking time. What's my rule? What is your rule? What's my rule about in credit scenes? You don't watch them. No, it's more specific than that. They don't count. No, it's more specific than that. What is it? I watch. I'll watch the end credit scene that immediately follows the mains, the main titles. Right. Okay. The keys. But I will not sit through eight minutes of fucking VFX studios, oh, Vietnam walls to see all that of these one. all of these hard workers you don't even care about. So I didn't. I, I, I after after the J. Jonah Jameson one, I was like, well, that's the important one. Don't care about the next one. And walk the which fuck it kind of was. It was the only important one, really. And and I, I of course I I'm like I'll just read about it on the internet. And well, the internet the out. internet told me that 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 uh, Samuel L. Jackson was not playing Nick Fury this whole movie. He was playing Ben Mendelsohn playing Nick Fury. Yes, and there's actually moments I've only seen the movie once. I've read about this. There's moments where Fury says instead of our world, he says your world. And there's a couple moments throughout the film. Where Talos, quote unquote, slips up. So there's been theories prior to this film coming out. After Captain Marvel came out, people were like, diagonal toast, diagonal toast. Now, let me like inform you in case you didn't, don't know from Captain Marvel. Nick Fury says one important thing about him other than everybody calls him Fury, that no one calls him Nicholas or Nick. Mm-hmm. Everyone calls him Fury. That the only thing about him that's important, so you can tell if he's a uh, 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 scree. What am I talking scroll. about? A scroll is that he does not eat any any bread cut diagonally. Hmm. Well, not sandwiches, toast. He just do not. He will not eat diagonally. Okay. However, Felk, yeah. this is Captain Marvel, right? However, in Avengers: Age of Ultron, when he's at the Barton Farm, he's eating a sandwich that's cut diagonally. So people after Captain Marvel were like, "Holy shit." Is that a mistake in production, or is he a scroll in Age of Ultron? Okay, here's the reality. It was a mistake in production. They did not write that concept to Fury back in Age of Ultron. Playing it backwards, though, now Marvel can retcon just like they did with Mandarin, like they've done with a bunch of shit. They can now retcon saying, yeah, it was Talos in Age of Ultron that whole time. Yes. But they have said, the director has said, and I think Feige has said as well, that... Talos has not been playing Fury all the time since Captain Marvel, and that that was the real Fury at Tony Stark's funeral. So Talos maybe comes in and out. So maybe he was there for Age of Ultron, but he wasn't there for other shit. That was it. Was a dumb twist. Obviously, they're setting up Secret Wars, uh, but a different take on it because the the scroll are good now. So uh. yeah, so that's a weird thing to do. Then why would you have Secret Invasion that leads to Secret War? Well, because it's just a faction of the scrolls that are dealt with in Captain Marvel. I haven't seen the movie, and I'm not going to see the movie. But I know that I'm assuming that's not the entirety of the species. But that's where you're where you missing out on the end credits scene hurts you again. So. Fury it doesn't hurt because, me. I don't care anymore. I'm done. True, true. Was but it hurts end. you. It hurts you in your theory theorizing. I don't think because, I'll see the next one. Whatever the fucking so next one is, we don't know yet. Well, this the, the the end credit stinger heavily hints to Captain Marvel being a big character or in a big storyline moving forward because oh good. it shows it shows like Fury after Talos is on the phone, he's talking to someone in FaceTime. He's like, "When are you going to come back? Eventually, when are you going to come back?" And then it cuts to Fury. And he's like, remember Age of uh, Agents of Shield? I do. When um, Coulson is in Tahiti, quote unquote. Yeah. The first season, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like that, where Fury's in front of this what looks like a really flat fake wall. That's a that's 
it's supposed to be digital and not look fake. But to me, as an editor, obviously, I'm sorry, as a retired pizza delivery driver, mm -hmm. it looks fake. And so I'm just like, okay, obviously, that's supposed to be a monitor. It's a television or something. Okay. It's a screen of some sort. And he's, it's supposed to be like looking like he's in Hawaii, Tahiti, you know, whatever, tropics. And then it turns off, the, the monitor turns off, and he walks around, and it turns out he's in a giant spaceship in the middle of space, and he's with all of these scrolls. Mm -hmm. So what it really seems to be is, A, hinting at sword, mm -hmm. right? Shield, sword. Mm -hmm. uh, sword is the um, uh, Earth's, uh, I think Joss Whedon created sword, honestly. Uh, uh, sword is shield, but for, you know, interstellar activity, dealing with aliens coming to Happy Earth. late 4th of July, black. Joss Whedon. What happened to him on 4th of July? I don't know. I Googled Joss Whedon 4th of July. What, really? It was a tweet. He, he just said very anti-America things. I'm glad he's out. That's all I'm saying. Joss Whedon is clearly not getting to touch Marvel no more. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's done. He's not touching DC. They kicked him out of DC, too. Yeah. He's not allowed to do Wonder Woman or Batgirl. Maybe so just don't let him whatever. do anything. He's not doing anything. He, I think he's been pretty much Josh Tranked. Yeah, good. Um, I think he's looked at as a scab after Justice League also. Yeah, kind so of. That being said, I think I don't think they're going to go with necessarily a secret war, but maybe they go more Kree scroll war and they just flesh that war out more. I, 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 I it'll be like the, they handled Civil War where they, they they do the secret secret war shit without um maybe it's a maybe it's a rebel faction of of the the scrolls who have been infiltrating people for a long time uh and, and the good scrolls have to fight them i don't know all right well let's do our ranking now all right. of all spider-man franchise films yeah now that we're done we've gotten through everything we can possibly talk about right i mean there's left nothing left to talk about are you done no i'm no i, I am ready to rank all right, let's rank. So once again, Cool Boy Nation, just in case anybody's never heard this before oh, and has no idea how we rank or rate. And uh, I'm looking at you, the Stark Knight or the Star Knight. So Felk, as always, why don't you do the honors? Start from your worst and make your way to your best. Okay. And now this time, last time we did the Spider-Man films yeah. that Raimi did, the Spider-Man films that Webb did, yeah. and then the one Homecoming movie. This time, though, we're going to add a couple more because a couple things came God, out since Venom. our last one. We're going to add Into the Spider-Verse, and we're going to add Venom. Okay. So, Felt, go ahead. Yeah, and I have to do this live because I didn't anticipate Into the Spider-Verse or Venom being on this list, but I, I think I could do this just fine. All right. The worst is, by significant margin, the worst is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes, and that's the same as you were last time. Spider-Man 3, followed by, I'm going to say Far From Home, Followed by really? Into the Spider-Verse. <gasps> followed by what? Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Followed by Venom. Venom's better than Homecoming. Then uh, Amazing uh, Spider-Man. Actually, no. Homecoming, yeah. then Amazing Spider-Man, then Venom. Okay, that's right. Then, that's right. Then Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man 2 is the best. That's great shit, Felk. I mean, Venom, I definitely expected it to be higher on your list. Uh, you seemed like you really enjoyed that movie. I know we didn't do a spoiler cast about it. I feel like we pretty much should have at this point. I like Venom. Yeah, you like Venom. I don't like Venom yeah, I know. Um, at all. Uh, so I think it won't be much of a surprise where Venom ends up in my list. So why don't I give then my ranking? So once again, I start off with the worst, uh, and I agree with you entirely, Felk. I totally agree with you. Yes, absolutely. Amazing Spider-Man Two is is garbage. It's it's just it's just the worst. It's just the absolute worst. And, and then I would say Venom. 
So for me, Venom is like you know my second <laughs> my second worst Spider-Man film. I understand the appeal people have with Venom. I really do. It's just not something for me. Um, I, I I don't know. Maybe if it's like it's a good Saturday movie. I haven't realized it's a good Saturday right. movie yet. Maybe that's what it is. But I don't know. Um, and Venom. then I would say Spider-Man three. Okay. Uh, then Spider-Man two. Okay. Then Amazing Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man. Um, I really don't care for the uh, Raimi series. I find them kind of middle-of-the-ground type of films. Um, Amazing Spider-Man I really like a lot, but it's not better than Spider-Man. I still think Spider-Man is very similar to that Superman-Christopher Reeve effect, that's st- that that feeling. And it, and it does a good job with it. Um, and then for my number three slot, oof, I'm going to have to say uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And then I would say for number two, I'm going to say Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And then my number one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I have not walked out of a movie like that in a long fucking time. And it blew my goddamn load everywhere. Ugh, I was so happy. Very overrated. It isn't. I mean, maybe it is if you've like seen it way later after everyone else has seen it. And yeah, sure, maybe it is then. Maybe I but just don't me, like dissing on, dissing on fucking millennials. We're all apparently f- overweight failures who can't hold relationships. and That's not what that movie's about. Fuck up uh, constantly. And, and yeah, that's, that, that's what Spider-Man is. And that's what all middle-aged white men are in the minds of the current state of Sony. All right. I thought that movie was more about courage, finding yourself, finding your confidence, and finding your love, and your and realizing your community and your friends and your family are there for you. That's the shit, shit really bad. Okay, okay. You don't focus. It's been a while since you've had to shit on the podcast. I'm kind of proud of you. Cool Boy Nation, tell us what you thought about Spider-Man Far From Home. By emailing us at the cool boys podcast at gmail that shit. Mm. New episodes of the cool boys pod. New episodes of the cool boys podcast come out every Tuesday. He's gonna shit right now. Be sure. Ah, you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm pretty. Take I, me with that you. That last fart was wet, so I gotta deal. Please, with this. please do take do the credits while shitting. Please just do the credits while shitting. By sure, and then be sure to like and audio. subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can donate to us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/CoolBoysPodcast, and also Woo! please check out our other great Cool Boys central content with Batman and Beyond on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Also on Apple Podcasts. Maybe who knows? We'll find out. I mean, the Apple Podcast isn't released to the public until Matt, until the next one comes out. So, um, thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Until next time, it's Spider Vizies from Felk. From Flash Thompson, Felk. <sighs> He's a bully. And that's Vizies from Brad Davis Ballard, who's a creep and a sexual pervert. Is he? Well, that's what they make him out to be in the movie, right? They get all like he essentially ends his storyline as being like, "Brad, stop taking photos of people in bathrooms." Yeah, I guess that blonde chick he takes a photo of Peter with though the German blonde chick was hot, fucking super hot. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brad. All right, I'm gonna go shit. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Without even a damn silly, get out of here! Oh yeah.
This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... I just listened to uh, Spider-Man Far From Homecoming. Or no. Yeah, excuse me. I just listened to Spider-Man Homecoming spoiler cast. Just a little bit of it to remember like what we said. And, um, and we actually do for the Easter egg on that one is uh, the ending is us going to like, you know, spoilers from here till... And then we're like, wait, why do we... Why would we do that? Why would we like have a, a time to yeah. come in and then we should act... But we didn't actually do it. We actually didn't do that thing, so... Yeah. Get the cool, cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs> <laughs>